Louisville City FC is on the air. For the second game running, last year's leading goal scorer is back in the lineup. He's back healthy, and he's back leading Louisville City. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. 17 years old, the local kid, the academy product, Josh Winder with his first league goal of his career. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It is rivalry day in Indianapolis. Louisville City hoping to bounce back from Wednesday night's loss to FC Tulsa, but that bounce back will come on the road against a rival today, Indy 11, playing host to Lose City tonight. There have been some classic moments in that rivalry over the years. Of course, everyone remembers the 2019 Eastern Conference Final and there might yet be another classic in store tonight. Kickoff in around 15 minutes at 7 o'clock at Michael A. Carroll Stadium on the campus of IUPUI up in Indianapolis. But before we get to tonight's pregame, a reminder, if you're hearing this broadcast right now, there is still plenty of time to head down to Lynn Family Stadium where you can watch Racing Louisville in action tonight. They host the North Carolina Courage. Kickoff for that game is about an hour and 15 minutes away at 8 o'clock. That's a racing team that has won three straight games for the first time in their history, a, a game in which two teams battling for that last playoff spot are facing off. They're just one point apart, North Carolina and Racing Louisville. So they're hoping for a big crowd down in Butchertown tonight. Tickets are available, racingloufc.com slash tickets. And if you show up to the stadium, I'm sure you can find yourself Find a way in. Find a way to get a ticket as well. Again, 8 o'clock, racing Louisville against North Carolina at Lynn Family Stadium. Still plenty of time. If you're out and about thinking about what you want to do with your Saturday night, there is a fantastic option for you. However, if you're not heading down, we're happy that you're listening to us. With that, we bring you into the broadcast tonight. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here. I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. I know. It's been so long since I've been here. It feels good to be back. <laughs> and uh, Spencer Brown is our producer uh, talking about Louisville City, Casey, uh, they are coming off of a frustrating one on Wednesday night at home at Lynn Family Stadium before 11,400-plus. I would imagine there are quite a few frustrated players in that locker room. That was a 2-1 loss, a shocking loss to FC Tulsa in a game in which Louisville City arguably outplayed Tulsa over the course of the night. Um, they just didn't take their chances, and Tulsa did. So I would think that this is going to be a, a frustrated Louisville City that we'll see in action tonight on the road up in Indy. Yeah, I think you're going to see a team that has something to prove because the team that got the result against Tulsa is not going to be happy with what happened because they 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 did outplay them in the first half. It was that they played great. They got the goal. They should have had a few other ones. And then Tulsa really started to put things together and Lou City just didn't really know what to do. So very, very frustrating to have that sort of result. Not what you want to have midweek in your home stadium in front of a big crowd. And so now you've got to prove yourself again. You've got to come out and have a statement win to show that is not the team that we are. That is not the way we play. That's not how we get results. And what better way to do it against a team like Indy 11? And against your rival. Exactly. In a game where you should be uh, plenty fired up against a crowd that's going to be fired up tonight. But that Tulsa game, the statistics really show that Louisville City uh, had more chances and arguably were the better team. That was certainly the case in the first half when they led one to nothing. Jorge Gonzalez scored his first goal of the season on an assist from Manny Perez in the 29th minute of that game. 
overall for the entire game, though, Louisville City with 19 shots to just nine for Tulsa. Seven shots on target for Louisville City up against just four for Tulsa. Corner kicks, Louisville City with the advantage there as well. Five corners for them, just three for Tulsa. But Tulsa's Eric Bird and Philip Goodrum, a player who had just joined the team on Monday of this week, scored in the 89th minute to give Tulsa the victory at Lynn Family Stadium that night. Danny Cruz, after the game, was quite frustrated, as you can imagine he would uh, was. Here's what he had to say on the loss to Tulsa on Wednesday night. You know, in the first half, we held them to two shots in 45 minutes in this sport. That's difficult to do. Um, second half, come out, we came out flat. Thought we started to fatigue. And then we missed, again, uh, a couple big chances. And you you continue to, to keep an opponent in the game. And Things like that can happen. So I thought we got impatient. I thought once they scored the first goal, uh, we got unorganized and we were trying to be desperate to go for the second. Um, you know, I was screaming from the sideline to the group that not to sell out, to to try to keep the ball, that the goal will come. Um, but we got desperate and uh, we weren't good enough in, in front of goal, obviously. We created a ton. I think we had 19 chances. But, uh, and it wasn't good enough. No, ultimately... Uh, you know, I made some decisions tonight uh, that uh, that I think are difficult ones, um, but some guys didn't take advantage of opportunity, and, and I'm certainly going to have that in the back of my head moving forward. That's an interesting line to finish on there. He says some guys didn't take advantage of the opportunities and that he's going to have it in the back of his mind going forward. We can tell you that there is only one change to the Louisville City lineup from that game, as we'll get you the full starting lineups here in a few minutes' time just before kickoff. Uh, but but the frustration and the dis- disappointment, I think, uh, was evident there uh, in Danny Cruz's comments after the game. Yeah, because the team's not trusting the process. They they have a game plan. He They go over it. They have the same plan. They know what they're supposed to do. They have a process. Danny Cruz has a process. And from what he said there and from what we saw, they didn't trust it. They were trying to force it on them. They got overexcited and we're trying to go about it a whole different way and it, it completely backfired on them they have to stick to their game plan they have to stick to the process that they know and trust it and know that it's going to work it's uh it's going to be a very difficult test tonight as we mentioned on the road at indy 11 and for louisville in order to stick to that process they'll have to do it uh, against a difficult opponent we'll hear more about that opponent when we come back on the other side of this break we'll talk about indy 11 tonight's opponent for louisville city in the rivalry kickoff is set for a little bit past seven o'clock up in indianapolis you're listening to louisville city soccer here on espn louisville at kroger you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle every day with kroger brand so you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! 
Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. No, I haven't had a chance to really watch them much this year because they haven't really played against anybody that we've played against. So the games I've watched of our opposition um, haven't really kind of haven't been up against Louisville. So... Um, haven't really had that much to, to see, but if if um, if I was to guess, knowing knowing Louisville and, and, and kind of how they work and how they play, I would say they're very similar to what they've been. Um, a team that likes to play a high line, likes to be aggressive in their press, likes to keep the ball and build out from the back. That those principles that that, that club's had for a long, long time. Um, so I'd be surprised they've gone away from that. Uh, today's Tuesday, so we'll start watching them today. Obviously, they play tomorrow night, which is great. We'll get to see them then in, in, in a live game. But um, we'll, we'll spend plenty of time watching them this week. Um, but like I said, if, if I had a guess, knowing Louisville, and I have a lot of respect for the club for this, the way they've stuck their principles from day one, high press, high intensity, you know, great back line, super organized back line. Um, you know, and then they like to keep the ball and build out. So um, I expect to see more of the same from them. That's Indy 11 head coach Mark Lowry, one of the brightest young coaches in the game. In fact, it's a meeting of two of the brightest young coaches in the game tonight between Lowry and Louisville City's Danny Cruz. Lowry in his second season in Indy after coming over from El Paso, where he led that club to the USL postseason all three of his years in charge. The Englishman, he's just 37 years of age. He spoke there earlier this week, as he mentioned on Tuesday of this week, so he had time to watch Louisville City in that loss to Tulsa on Wednesday nights. Um, he coaches an Indy 11 team that has had an up-and-down season. He's still trying to form the identity of this squad. They made a number of high-profile mid or off-season acquisitions, including former Louisville City player Aiden Quinn and former Tampa Bay Rowdy Sebastian Guenzotti. Uh, but they are playing some of their best soccer right now. They've won two of their last three games, and that is two of the three wins in which they, that they've had over the course of the entire season. They won back on March 25th and then did not win again until the month of May when they defeated Loudon on May 6th. Their most recent outing last weekend was a one to nothing home victory over Colorado Springs. Uh, so that's Mark Lowry. He also had some other comments about the rivalry between these two teams. We know what it means to the fans. Uh, here's what he had to say about what it means to the players. You prepare for, as you would prepare for any other game. You go through your routine. Um, it is good to, to let the guys know that it's an important game. I think that's always healthy to, for the guys to know what's on the line. A little bit more riding on it for the fans and kind of local bragging rights and the rivalry that's existed between the two clubs for a few years now. Um, that always kind of concentrates the mind a little bit more, uh, and maybe the players can get 
an extra one or two percent out of that, which could be the difference between winning and losing. So there'll definitely be reminders throughout the week that it's an important game. Um, you know, we don't want to kind of over-dramatise it or put too much pressure on the players, but but it, it is healthy to know that these rivalries are important to people and they mean something, and hopefully that can, can lift the guys even more. We do know it's a rivalry, Casey. Uh, we know there's a, a good chunk of Louisville City fans that have made the trip up the ice, up I-65 to Indianapolis, led by uh, Scouse's house and that crew. Uh, I know that they took a bus up there today, so there will be a good contingent of Louisville City fans in Michael A. Carroll Stadium this evening. Um, but for Louisville City, I'm sure they didn't really have a lot of time to really talk about it being a rival, rivalry because they just played on Wednesday night. Uh, a quick turnaround for them, uh, and, and that's always a difficult thing, to have to turn around from a Wednesday night game and travel uh, the good news, it's not that long of a trip up I-65, but still they had to travel, and they'll have to be ready tonight after that short turnaround. Well, yeah, and I, and I think he's right where you prepare for it just like you would any other game. Yes, it is a rivalry. That is definitely more for the fans, and as a player, it does give you a little bit more energy because it's like, oh, this is exciting. It is a rivalry game, but it is still just another game. It's just another opponent that you have to face. You prepare for it the same. You have to go play the exact same game. You have to get the same sort of result. You have to get a win. And so in that aspect, it is the same. But for Lou City, it's kind of probably a good thing that they didn't have time to dwell on it too much to let emotions get too high. They know that they have something to prove today, and they have to come out with a win. And it doesn't matter whether it's a rivalry game. It doesn't matter what type of game it is. It's the next game, and they have to get a win. Casey will have her keys to the game when we come back after this break. It's Louisville City against Indy 11 tonight up in Indianapolis. You're listening to our coverage here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. I'm Detective Brian Gillis with the Louisville Metro Police Department. And I'm Detective Watkins of the Louisville Metro Police Traffic Unit. Responding to crashes involving deaths or injuries is the toughest part of our job. When you drive, there's so much out of your control. What you do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds, that's all the time it takes to buckle up. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets. It's about saving lives. Please always buckle up. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 
Louisville City fans, this is Oscar Jimenez. Tune into Soccer City at 6 p.m. each Thursday on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app to hear exclusive conversations with players just like me. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Just a couple of minutes to go before kickoff up in Indianapolis tonight as Louisville City takes on Indy 11 in the rivalry match. Casey Whitfield has her keys to tonight's game. So tonight, Lou City has to capitalize on our opportunities. Last game, we had plenty of open chances to put the ball in the back of the net and ultimately cost us the game because we weren't able to capitalize on these chances that we created. So tonight, we have to make sure that we make these opportunities that we do get count. Next, we have to be smart defensively. It was a quick turnaround from Wednesday night, so it's likely that towards the end of this game, legs could get heavy. So we have to make sure that we're able to position ourselves so we can conserve energy and are able to get after Indy for the full 90 minutes. And then finally, mentally tough for the full 90. We have to make sure that we are mentally tough and engaged for the full 90 minutes. Last game, we had some slip-ups. Tonight, we cannot allow that to happen again, especially in a rivalry game. We have to make sure that we are focused and engaged on the task at hand so we can come away with the three points. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. Lou City against Indy 11 from Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. You're listening to it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. With interest rates and gas prices creating so much uncertainty, there's one thing that you know you can rely on, and that's the roof over your home. At Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal, they understand that now might be the time for you to look at that roof and decide to get that work done that you've been putting off. Carlin replaced my roof a few years ago, and I can speak firsthand to the quality and efficiency of their work. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal also has financing options. Look them up online at carlinroofs.com, that's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com, or 458-9898. Did you know that hearing loss is the number one modifiable risk factor to prevent dementia? Louisville Family Audiology is the premier place to hear better, get connected, and be happy. Book your appointment on LouisvilleFamilyAudiology.com or by calling or texting 502-215-8139 to schedule a comprehensive and complimentary hearing evaluation. Now open in St. Matthews and Crestwood. Life is precious, and you don't want to miss a minute of it on something as treatable as hearing loss. Give the doctors at Louisville Family Audiology a call today, 502-215-8139. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Louisville City fans, this is Noel McCabe. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. 
Just a couple of moments away from kickoff at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis time for us to give you tonight's starting lineups, which are presented by Breeze Airways. One change in the starting lineup for Louisville City from their lineup that took the field on Wednesday night in the loss 2-1 to to FC Tulsa at Lynn Family Stadium. It is Ray Serrano. He enters as a left winger. He replaces Dylan Maris, who has dropped to the bench for this one. We will start in goal. Oliver Zimla is the goalkeeper once again for Louisville City, the rookie out of Marshall, who has become the number one this season. The back four in front of him from left to right, Amadou Dia, Wes Sharpie, Sean Tosh, and Manny Perez, who had the assist on Louisville City's lone goal on Wednesday night. In the midfield, Tyler Gibson, who is listed as questionable after leaving Wednesday's game with what looked like a leg issue. He is okay. He is in the starting lineup tonight. And then he's joined in the midfield by Rasmus Tellefson and Jorge Gonzalez, who scored Louisville City's lone goal on Wednesday night. He drops into the midfield as uh, more of an attacking midfield option after playing along the left wing on Wednesday. And then the front three, we mentioned Ray Serrano down the left side. Brian Ownby is down the right side. And then Wilson Harris is down the middle for Louisville City tonight. For Indy 11, Yannick Yodel is the goalkeeper tonight. A back four in front of him of Yunus Budati. Adrian Dispay, Gustavo Risi, and Jesus Vasquez. And then in the midfield, it's Aiden Quinn, Cam Lindley, and Jack Blake, along with Sebastian Guenzati. And then a couple of players in the attack as well, Douglas Martinez and Samuel Asante. They are coached by Mark Lowry, as we mentioned, in his second season at the helm. And our referee tonight is Elvis Osmanovich. They are underway at Michael A. Carroll Stadium. It'll be Louisville City wearing their road whites moving from left to right in the first half. And then Indy 11, they are known as the boys in blue. So we've got the boys in purple against the boys in blue tonight, and the boys in blue are wearing blue. A dark blue and light blue checkered pattern on the front of the jerseys of Indy 11. Blue shorts and blue socks as well with white numerals and trim. It's Lou City in possession in these opening moments of the game. It is Oliver Zimla, the Louisville City goalkeeper, bringing the ball out of his penalty area to the top of the D. He plays it to the right to, to Sean Tosh, the right center back. Wearing the captain's armband once again tonight with Paolo Del Piccolo not in the starting lineup. Across to his center back mate, Wes Sharpie. Back to Tosh. Not under pressure. Tosh brings it near midfield. Now clips it down the near sideline for Manny Perez to chase. Can he get there? He's tripped up. No foul called. Maybe a chance for Louisville. Falls back to Ray Serrano. Clips the ball into the box. Brian Ombi tried to back heel it towards goal, and it goes high into the air. And Yodel, the goalkeeper for Indy, has a comfortable catch in the end to end that threat. But Louisville City moving quickly from back to front there, Casey, to get an opportunity. Say, I love the combination play, and Manny Perez does very well to stay on his feet with that one. It's really nice combination play on the right side. Perez sticks with it and I think finds Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez has more time than I think he he even realizes. I wish someone would have talked to him, maybe told him to turn, and he could have had a little go in the box there. And also Ray Serrano, when Gonzalez lays it off to Serrano, Serrano tries to chip it to the back post to Brian Omi making the run. Again, I think maybe have a shot there. Maybe a little too unselfish to start things off. I love a good unselfish play, but at times, sometimes you got to take a go with it. Challenge the keeper early on. But really good combination play, quick ball movement. They've played nearly two minutes up at Michael A. Carroll Stadium. A strong crowd on hand, many of them still filing in. We have a pause in play here because of an injury to... An Indy 11 player, we haven't quite identified who it is, although on the sidelines right now, Meshach Jerome, the veteran center back, uh, many years spent in the USL, he is getting ready. So it seems like one of the defenders 
for Indy 11 might be injured here, and it might be a sticky situation for Mark Lowry in the early moments of this game. He might just have to pull off one of his starting defenders and go to the bench. It looked to me, Casey, like it may have happened on a collision between this player for Indy and Manny Perez on that ball over the top that Perez was able to get to. They came together, challenged from the Indy 11 defender. Perez went down to the ground, got back up quickly, and found the ball and kept play going. Uh, but this this injury does not look good right now. Yeah, I, I think it was that collision. I think it was the the way the player landed was um, kind of what happened. They were looking at the shoulder there, um, trying to move it, maybe get it back into place. I'm wondering if it is some sort of dislocation of the shoulder. Not really sure, but you hate to see this happen, especially this early on in the game. And just in general, the player seems to be in so much pain. Just in, especially having to make a change that early because I'm not sure they're going to be able to continue on just seeing how much pain the player is in. It's a good way also for the players to kind of regroup, see. It's hard to really see what was going right and what's going wrong, though, because the game just started. Yeah, the game really just got going. <laughs> uh, it appears that the injured player is Eunice Budati playing tonight as uh, the right back for or one of the fullbacks, rather, for Indy 11. I think the left back, I should say, uh, to be more correct. Uh, Budati, a Belgian Came over from Hartford Athletic to join the Indy 11. And he comes in just past his 27th birthday earlier this year in January. So he is down hurt, and it gives the teams an opportunity to come to the near sideline. Right now, Danny Cruz, almost like a basketball coach. He's in a huddle with his team, giving them early instructions. Can't imagine there's too many adjustments right now because they just started play, and we were inside the opening two minutes when this injury took place. But Danny Cruz was having a vocal and... uh, and active conversation with his team. So he obviously saw something that he wants to to try and change or maybe a point that he wants to a point of emphasis he wants to drive home here early on. Yeah, it could just be something that he sees with how India's lined up so far with where players are positionally with maybe how the movement has gone uh, any of those sort of things, but I don't imagine it's too much. Maybe one point of emphasis that he really wants to push home to the team that when they come back, this is what they need to do. This is how they need to start. So again, like I said, it's hard because it's so early on. That there's only been really one play of the game, and that was Lucidi going forward, and it was really good going forward. Good ball movement, good combination play. So you you got to imagine that he's pleased with that. And it is going to be a substitution like we suspected. Meshach Jerome is going to come into the game, a defender, a veteran defender, Jerome, out of Haiti at 33 years of age, followed his coach Mark Lowry from El Paso, to Indy 11, and that's going to be the substitution. So Jerome on, Budati off, Budati getting a hand from the fans at My- Michael A. Carroll Stadium, and it does appear, like you mentioned, Casey, it looks like a shoulder injury, maybe a, a, a dislocation. You don't want to speculate, but that's just the way he's coming off the field, holding his arm very still, does not want to move it at all. Um, but he has risen to his feet, Budati, and comes off the field. So this first substitution of the game for Indy 11 comes in the sixth minute. We've played nearly, or we've had nearly a four-minute break here, and it's Jerome on for Budati, and it is brought to you by Fortna. Referee drops the ball down for Indy 11, and we are back underway as their goalkeeper, Yannick Ural, sends it long into the Louisville City defensive half, and the teams are battling for possession there. A header from Aiden Quinn, a former Louisville City captain, just clips it over his head with his left foot, 
Sebastian Guenzotti has it deep in the corner for Indy. Into the box to Douglas Martinez. Back out wide right to uh, Guenzotti. He sends in a cross. It's blocked by a Louisville City defender. It'll fall into the middle of the field to Jack Blake. Now Cam Lindley coming over, and Lindley couldn't control it. It's a turnover. Here comes Ray Serrano with time and space to run forward, but he pay, plays his pass right into the, ch- uh, the, the thigh of Lindley. Uh, kind of an unnecessary, unforced turnover there for Louisville City. And Indy comes away with the ball. Lindley a long ball forward. To the top of the formation, headed back by Douglas Martinez. Back to a teammate, that's Jack Blake. He couldn't control it, and Louisville City comes away with a turnover. Just some brief back-and-forth exchanges here in the early going. Well, that's kind of what you expect when you've had a long stoppage of play like that. There hasn't been able to get any rhythm in both teams now, just trying to see if they can figure out the flow of this game. Ray Serrano battling with an Indy 11 player for a throw on the near sideline in the Louisville attacking half, the Indy defensive half. And Louisville wins the throw. Seven minutes gone by in this game, 0-0 our score. And it'll be a throw to Louisville City on the near side, the right about halfway into the attacking half. Manny Perez, the right back, takes it, throws it backward to midfield. We're in the center circle now with Wes Sharpie. Forward on the ground to Rasmus Tellefson, who's dropping back relatively deep in the midfield. Wide left to Amadou Dia. He clips it down this far sideline. There's Brian Obi playing down the left side for the moment. Meshach Jerome, the player that just came on as a substitute, though gets in between the ball and Ownby and watches the ball roll past the inline. It's out for a goal kick here to Indy 11. I like the idea of trying to change the point of the attack, but something to keep in mind is this is a turf pitch, and so the ball is going to bounce. The ball is going to roll. The ball is going to move differently on this surface than what Lucity is used to playing at Lynn Family Stadium on that beautiful, beautiful grass field. And so you have to make sure that you're texturing the ball right when you're playing those through balls, those long balls, your passes. Indy 11 with the ball now near midfield. They have it with Lindley, one of their midfielders, number six. He tries to switch fields from left to right towards Blake, but Blake can't catch up to that ball into the air, and it bounces past the far sideline. A throw to Louisville on the far side, the left. It is, as you mentioned, that turf field up at Indy 11. They're playing on the campus of IUPUI, Indiana University at Purdue University in Indianapolis. Uh, there is a big jaguar in the midfield circle, the center circle, uh, just the, the mascot for IUPUI. And there is a track around the field as well, if you've never seen a game at Michael A. Carroll Stadium. So there is a sizable gap between the field of play and the nearest fans, but it's a decent crowd, a strong crowd, I'll say, that's shown up to watch this game. I would imagine six or 7,000 will likely be the announced attendance. Long ball forward from Oliver Zimla here for Louisville City, and in, in the end it's won by Aiden Quinn for Indy 11, and Indy takes over in possession. It's Jesus Vasquez, plays it wide left to Gustavo Risi, playing as the left back here. Back into the midfield, that is Cam Lindley, drops it off to Vasquez, and it's all the way back to the goalkeeper, Yannick Ertl, just to the left of the D of his penalty area. Here's Adrian Dispay, the right center back for Indy 11. He sends a long ball over the top. It's headed on into the middle towards Sebastian Guinzotti making the run, but he can't catch up to the ball, and it rolls into the hands of Oliver Zimla for Louisville, the goalkeeper just at the top of his box. Rolls it forward to the number six tonight, Tyler Gibson. Mentioned that he went down with an injury in the game on Wednesday night, came out of the game in the second half a little bit Gimpy, but is healthy and is starting tonight. Two players were listed on the injury sheet for Louisville City coming into tonight's game. Gibson, who was listed as questionable, and Niall McCabe, who was listed as out. He was downgraded from questionable in the midweek. So McCabe remains out for Louisville City. Has not played since the opening two or three games of the season. Still with Lou City, the ball. It is Gibson, who's dropping deep between the two center backs in the Louisville defensive half. To the left center back, Wes Sharpie, with time and space. Just touches the ball forward. Now plays it across uh, Square to his right center back, Sean Tosh. Tosh nearly gave it away, but wins the ball back. Now Manny Perez trying to run forward down the near sideline. He's tripped up and fouled, 
And it'll be our first booking of the game. A World of Beer yellow card goes to Cam Lindley in the midfield for Indy 11. And it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City near the midfield stripe on the inside right, just a few yards in their defensive half. Ten minutes on the clock and 0-0 our score. Yeah, no question about that, that it's a yellow card. Manny Perez does really well to allow the ball to come in and take a touch past Lindley. And Lindley is extremely late to the challenge and just takes Manny Perez out. So absolutely a yellow card here. Both these teams so perfectly content with sitting back and allowing the team to move across the back line, baiting them into that pressure, but making it really difficult to have possession with a purpose, meaning having possession that's going to go forward and really break down the defensive structure. Both these teams very solid in the middle of the field defensively. You mentioned the turf cases. We're back underway. Louisville City played that fifth third free kick backward on the ground, knocking the ball around their end right now, trying to build out of the back. Just seems to me watching the game that the ball rolls a little bit more slowly on passes on the ground on this surface. So that may be something to watch, especially at the back when they're trying to, to play it back from center back to goalkeeper. You've got to really get some pace on the ball or else you risk turning it over. Foul here against Indy 11 in their, de- uh, their defensive half. Lou City's attacking half. Fifth third free kick to Lou City. They take it quickly and they're working it along the back line at midfield. You're absolutely right. The ball does move slower, and it gets caught up in the turf beads, uh, the little rubber beads in the turf, and so that slows the ball down. You think about it, when you watch the ball move at Lynn Family Stadium, it whips across the field because they water the field so the ball is able to move faster. So when you play on turf, you almost have to drive the ball a little bit more instead of playing a softer pass. So you really have to be smart with how you weight your passes because if you play too soft of a pass, you're going to allow Indy 11 to be able to pick it off and go at the – your, your back line easily. Lou City trying to work some attacks here. They've had the ball for the last couple of moments, and they get a handball here against Indy outside of the box, but in a promising position. It's down the right side. It was Manny Perez who had the ball, tried to just sort of clip it behind his defender and run onto it. Um, and Samuel Asante playing as the left back tonight. Oh, well, actually, he's playing as a forward, but he was playing in a left back's position there, I should say. Uh, just stuck out a hand and, and knocked the ball down. A clear handball call. And it gives a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City. Again, to the right of the box from Louisville City's perspective, about 8 or 10 yards away from the penalty area. But this will set up nicely for a set piece. A beautiful set piece. It's going to kind of potentially be a corner kick-like set piece. You're just in a nice little cross in. It's going to be Amadou Dia with his left foot. Here it comes towards the penalty spot. No one on the end of it for Louisville City, headed away by Vasquez for Indy 11. will come in the middle of the field to Manny Perez. He'll play it back to the inside right near the midfield, striped to Tyler Gibson. Sends a long ball down in the air, down the near sideline. Amadou Dia is still there from where he took the free kick. Has the ball taken off of his feet by, I believe, Asante. And Asante's clearance is off of Ray Serrano and out for an Indy throw on the near side. The Indy left deep in their defensive final third. An interesting decision there, though, to have Amadou Dia take the ball because Amadou Dia is coming in with the left foot that's going to be more of an outswinging ball bending towards the goal instead of having Ray Serrano take it with his right foot, which would bend more into the paths of the runners of the players. So interesting decision there. Ultimately, didn't really work out for Lucidi. Indy 11's free kick. They're trying to build it through the middle, and they turn it over. Uh, Sean Tosh chases down a loose ball along the back line and plays it back to Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. And Lou City has possession once again. They've had the majority of the possession through these opening 14 minutes now. We are in the 14th minute, nearing 14 minutes on the clock. 0-0 is our score. Haven't had a chance to speak of for either team so far. There were about four minutes lost to injury. Sean Tosh clips a ball over the top, Ownby giving chase, but the flag goes up against him immediately. Though there is a collision here, and the tempers are starting to flare in this rivalry. Ownby went down. Diz Pay went down as well. And then Ownby gets up and 
He's having words with Jesus Vasquez of Indy 11. The goalkeeper Yertle also getting involved. And the emotions are starting to, to fly here right now between these two rivals. Again, the two fan bases, you know, the rivalry means so much to them. But clearly the emotions are high on the field as well. It was just a little bit of a, a late collision there after the flag went up. And the referee here, Elvis Osmanovic, is having a word of warning to both Adrian Dispay of Indy 11 and Brian Ombi of Louisville. I think it's the right play to just have a nice warning there. He's definitely to, the referee's definitely going to have to make sure he keeps control of this match. And the goalkeeper, Ertl, really needs to watch it. He really should not be coming out of his box there to be questioning the referee. That could be a yellow card. You're not really allowed to leave your box. So... The ref just really has to make sure that he keeps a hold of this one because we're 14 minutes in and there's already been a couple chippy fouls, a couple altercations, and so we're, we're in for a fun one, I think. I think so as well. Adrian Dispay, a 29-year-old out of Cuba, getting into it there with Brian Ombi. In the end, it's a free kick to, uh, to Indy 11. I almost said Tulsa. I got Tulsa on my mind. To Indy 11 after that offside flag against Ombi, but Louisville City wins the ball back quickly from that free kick. It's Ombi who's playing on the left, as it turns out. Uh, Ray Serrano is playing as a right winger in tonight's game and Ombi down the left and Ombi cannot keep it in play on the far sideline, the left sideline for Louisville's perspective and it's out for an indie throw they throw the ball in along their back line Vasquez touches it forward to Lindley who's dropping back between the center backs right now and now Adrian Dispay the right center back for Indy 11 swings it across to Vasquez, the left center back, he sends a long ball down the near sideline towards Gustavo Risi. He puts in a cross towards Guenzotti. Wes Sharpie's the first to react to it, clears it past the near side of the box. To the right back, Manny Perez plays it forward to Ray Serrano, and Serrano dancing on the ball, able to hold it up well, plays it back to Manny Perez, and Lucidi takes over in possession. In their penalty area, under some pressure right now, it's Zimla in the six-yard box, Guenzotti up for pressure. Zimla calmly gets the ball away to the left side, uh, Amadou Dia. Back to West Sharpie. Sharpie just trying to clear it forward. His clearance is blocked. Still just outside the Louisville box in a dangerous position. It's Amadou Dia with two players around him. Dia just has to turn. Plays it down the far sideline. And Indy's pressure turns Louisville City over. But they can't control it. And here comes Louisville. Wilson Harris tracked back to win the ball. Plays it left to Brian Ombi. Ombi dribbling into the attacking half. Down the inside left channel. He goes down. No foul called. And Indy takes over on the ball. And Brian Ombi with a looked like a word to the referee as he went down to the turf. Once again, Adrian Dispay was the player that got into it with him, and no foul was called. Yeah, I'm thinking the referee was saying that was shoulder-to-shoulder contact, but it'd be interesting to see that one again because Brian Ombi looked like he was going to be off to the races, and maybe it was just Dispay is quite a bit bigger than Brian Ombi and was able to outbody him off on that one, but a good break there for Lucidi. Yeah, Dispay listed at 6'3", 190, a big physical center back presence. Maybe a chance for Lou City. Wilson Harris on his left foot. Here's a shot. It's over the bar. Wilson Harris had it at the top of the box just inside the D of the Indy penalty area, cut it over to his left foot, had a hit with his left, and just couldn't keep it down. Yannick Ertl may have had it covered anyway, but he watched it sail over the bar by about two or three yards. It was Lou City working the ball through the middle. Tellefson played the ball with his left foot to Harris. Harris touched it over to his left foot. And swung through it, just couldn't keep it on target. It's a goal kick to Indy. I love the quickness from the turnover to getting the ball to Wilson Harris and how quickly Wilson Harris was able to take that touch and get the shot off, just leaning back ever so slightly on the shot so he isn't able to get that on target, but is really, really good from Lou City. Seems to me, Casey, 17 minutes, 44 seconds on the clock and counting upward in a 0-0 game that these opening 18 minutes so far 
have favored Louisville. They've had more of the ball. They've had, you know, there haven't been a ton of chances, but they've had the lone real good chance just a moment ago from Wilson Harris. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, and if you look at the stats too, really, Lou City has been the one creating the most offense. I don't even think Indy 11 has had a look on target. I don't think Oliver Zimla has really had to do much except for one time when he came off of his line to play sweeper keeper once. But other than that, it's been really quiet on his end. And Louisville City back in possession once again. Rasmus Tellison dropping deep. He's in the center circle. Instead, he dribbles forward. A good 15-yard dribbling run. Rasmus Tellison slaloming through defenders. Plays a wide right to Manny Perez. Perez just outside of the box. Into the middle to Tellison. Back heel to Jorge Gonzalez. On his left foot. May let fly. He does, and it's wide. A driven shot low on the ground. Took a couple of skips off the turf. And, in fact, they say, the referee does, that it took a deflection. So Gonzalez is shot deflected, and it's a Wi-Fi corner kick coming up here for Louisville City in the 19th minute from the near side to Louisville right. I love when Gonzalez is playing that number 10 position or the attacking mid position because he's so good at moving off the ball and finding those pockets of space. That's twice now when he's been able to pop into a pocket of space at the top of the box and be able to get a, a good look at target. Here's the corner into the box, headed away by Indy. It comes to Amadou D outside of the box. He has a shot from distance, and it's saved aside by Ertl, the goalkeeper. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City. The ball fell kindly to Amadou Dia there, about 25, 28 yards from goal. Cut it over to his preferred left foot and had a hit and a bouncing shot. Ertl had to dive to his right to knock it aside. And it's going to be a Vi-Fi corner to Louisville from the far side this time, their left. Really nicely done there, though, from Amadou Dia to be able to stay over top of the ball to get that shot off and get a second opportunity on this corner kick. Here's the second corner from Ray Serrano, an in-swinger into the six-yard box, turned on toward goal, and it's in! And it's Wilson Harris who scores for Louisville in the opening 20 minutes. The corner fell to him. He fell onto the ground and just scooped it into the back of the net with his left foot. Wilson Harris scores for Louisville City. And Lou City, for the second consecutive game, has early dominance and an early goal to show for it, this time on the road at Indy 11. Wilson Harris's goal, 20 minutes in. It's one to nothing. Lou City over Indy 11 in Indianapolis. It honestly looked like Indy 11 didn't know what was going on because the whole six-yard box was completely empty. And it could be credit to Lou City for running a very nicely orchestrated set piece to where they were able to kind of clear that space and for Wilson Harris to run off of a pick and kind of get around his man to knock that one in. But regardless, a great hustle effort there to get loose from Wilson Harris to knock that one in the back of the net. Uh, that goal presented by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Wilson Harris scores for the third time this season, and he was being pulled down as he scored it. A physical battle, I believe, between him and Adrian Dispay, the player that we mentioned a couple of times for Indy 11, and Dispay pulling at the jersey of Wilson Harris, but Harris able just to compose himself, be a physical presence in the box, and turn and hit the shot into the back of the net, and as you mentioned, there was no one in the six-yard box. The ball somehow got to the turf, uh, and Harris was able to, to hit it home for Louisville City. So maybe some poor defending there, you could say, for Indy 11. Well, and also, why didn't Ertl come out for the ball? So just kind of all these question marks around Indy 11's defending there, and Lou City, though, able to capitalize on those errors, and that's exactly what they needed to do. 
21 minutes in, Indy trying to answer. Samuel Asante through here to Guanzati. A sliding challenge for Manny Perez. Guanzati goes down in the box. The referee does not call a foul. No penalty, and Louisville gets out of trouble there. They clear it upfield into the Indy half. What you see on that play, Casey? I don't think it's a foul whatsoever. I think it was a nicely timed challenge, especially with the way this game is being played. If he was going to call that foul, I think you've got to call some of the other ones on the other end. And I mean, he's letting them play pretty physically. I think it was a nicely timed challenge. I, I don't th- I don't see that being a penalty kick. Manny Perez, all he does is win sliding he's, challenges. I mean, he's the definition of it. Again, remember we said if it was if you look in a dictionary, you're going to see Manny Perez's picture next to slide tackle. Foul here against Louisville, though, will give Indy a promising free kick. It's in the Louisville half towards the inside right from Indy's perspective. Uh, about 10 or 12 yards outside of the box. As we get a replay here, and that was a perfect challenge. Manny Perez extended out his long right leg and got the ball. Guanzati went down, but Perez got the ball cleanly. And I think that's a good call, Casey. Yeah, he completely got the ball there. I mean, no question about it. Again, a beautiful slide tackle. Yeah. And, that, and that, of course, a replay of the potential penalty here. The foul, the, uh, the subsequent foul against Louisville City uh, was a clear foul and a free kick opportunity here for Indy. They're standing over it. 23rd minute, one to nothing. Our score in favor of Louisville. Here comes the ball into the box from Indy, into the six-yard box, and cleared aside by Jorge Gonzalez. He sends it behind, and it's going to be a Vi-Fi corner kick. No, it's not. There's an offside flag against Indy 11. So there will not be a corner kick to come for Indy. Their chance is ended by an offside flag, and Louisville will have a fifth-third free kick in their penalty area. And Indy 11 just trying to put the pieces together. They haven't been able to get anything going forward. They haven't had any shots. They haven't had any um, real touches inside the box. I think it's two touches inside the opponent's box if you look at the official stats. And so they, they really haven't been able to generate anything going forward offensively yeah and Louisville with 58 percent of the possession so far in this game it has been a very dominant display much like Wednesday night Uh, and we know what we said Wednesday night if you let a team hang around in a game when you have the momentum you can always uh, give up a goal late on all they need is one chance so just like Wednesday night I was saying this to George Davis on Wednesday night on our broadcast Louisville needs to take advantage right now and score while they have the momentum 24 minutes in one to nothing and Louisville City on the ball right now trying to work out of the back Soccer is one of those cruel sports where you could play your best game, you could be the best team on the field, and you're not always going to win. That's exactly right. May have been the case on Wednesday night. Indy with the ball now, winning it back from Louisville City. They've got it along their back with Lindley, the midfielder, playing deep right now. He tries to play a long diagonal to the far sideline towards Douglas Martinez. Knocked away from him and picked up by Aiden Quinn in the midfield. Again, a former Louisville City player. Former Louisville City captain as well back in the early days. He signed midway through the 2015 season, left about a year and a half after that, has made a couple of rival turns in his career since leaving Louisville. He left Louisville to go to Cincinnati. We remember that how, how serious that rivalry was in its heyday. He also played for Phoenix against Louisville in a USL Cup final back in 2019, and now he plays against Louisville as a member of their other rival, Indy 11. Still Indy with the ball. Martinez with it on the far sideline. Tried to just clip it forward to himself, I think, but couldn't keep it in play. And it's going to be out for a Louisville throw on the far side, the Louisville left in Louisville's half, about 20 yards shy of midfield. And I think if you're Lou City, you have to continue to get possession going forward because even though you're up 1-0, you only have four shots with two of those on target and only 14 final third entries, so you really haven't been able to generate too much going forward. It's been a very back-and-forth game. A lot of it's been played in the middle of the field, so Lou City, I think, needs to get a little bit more of the possession and see if they can begin to create even more offensively to get that second goal before halftime. 
Ball rolls into the hands of Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. He plays it on the ground, just rolls it forward to Sean Tosh. Now back to Zimla in the six-yard box under pressure from Gwenzadi of Indy 11 who came forward. But a good ball there from Zimla under pressure. Gets it away to Brian Ombi near midfield. Ombi tried to play it backward to Amadou Dia. And it was Ombi's pass that was errant. It's out for a throw to Indy on the far side, the Indy right in the Louisville half. They get it in quickly. There's Meshach Jerome, the player who came in as a substitute for Yunus Budati. Swings it from right to left. Here's Vasquez now wide left to Reese, number 77 for Indy, playing as the left back tonight. Back to Jesus Vasquez, the left center back. Clips it over the top, down the middle. Guanzati giving chase. It bounces one time and then into the chest of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper who was off of his line, read that ball well, ran forward, and caught it on the bounce just at the top of the box. Really nice goalkeeping from Zimla there to be engaged, to recognize that and be able to quickly come off the line and collect it and not allow that to even be threatening whatsoever. If he stays back on his line, he puts his defender in a sticky situation. He allows the attacking player to potentially get on the end of it, and he allows that to potentially become a shot on goal. But by coming off of his line quickly and hard, he completely adverts any danger. Good Looking attack for Louisville City. Cross comes in from Dia. It's blocked on its way through, and it's out for a throw on the far side, the Louisville left. Louisville had numbers forward. Amadou Dia just had to get that ball right into the box. He would have had two or three runners to chase at it, but just couldn't get it past the right back, Jerome, and he blocked it out for a throw on the far side, the Louisville left. 27 minutes gone by exactly. One to nothing, our score. Wilson Harris scoring just a few minutes ago to give Louisville City the lead off a corner kick. Here's a long throw from Dia into the box towards Sean Tosh. It's headed away by an Indy 11 player. Comes out to Gibson, middle of the field. Plays it right, uh, wide right to Manny Perez. Drifting toward the near sideline. Forward to Ombi. Perez overlaps his run. Ombi stepped on the ball for a moment but collects it back. Backward to Tosh, and Louisville City will settle things down with possession. Tosh drifting into the Louisville half. Gives it up to Sharpie near the center circle. Back right to Tosh. Wide right is Ray Serrano on the near sideline. He just turns, hits it over the top. Manny Perez making a run forward. He's not going to get there. Vasquez first to it, plays it back to Yertle. Back to Vasquez, deep in the corner. Near, right now, Louisville City pressing forward, trying to win the ball. It's Reese for Indy 11, defended by Gibson. A physical battle between those two. Gibson sticks out a leg. It's a turnover. Manny Perez was on the ball. He was tripped up. Was it a foul? It was. And it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City just outside of the box on the right side of the box. For, from Louisville City's perspective, and I believe this is going to be another booking. It is. Osmanovic, the referee, goes to his pocket and pulls out a world of beer yellow card and shows it to Jesus Vasquez of Indy 11 for that foul on Manny Perez. Manny Perez is just getting beat up tonight again. He does so well to get his first touch past the defender and then... Vasquez just extremely late and I love that Vasquez jumps up and tries to point to the ball saying I got the ball when he didn't touch anywhere he was, he was close. four yards from exactly the, ball. the yeah. ball was way far away completely takes Manny Perez out absolutely a foul absolutely a yellow card no questions asked and so it's going to set up again a really 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 nice set piece for Lucidi I expected them then to set this up similar to a corner kick with where it is positioned on the field I would expect Potentially Ray Serrano to take this one, maybe a bending away. It just depends on what type of service if you you want. Do you want to put pressure on the keeper? Then you're going to have Amadou Dia take it to have it bending towards the keeper. But to kind of bend it away to give your, your teammates a little more chance to get on the ball, then you're going to have Ray Serrano take it. I also wouldn't put it past Amadou Dia to put this on target as well. Right, to have a look on target. It's, it's, Absolutely. Here it comes. Dia steps over. It's going to be Serrano on the outswinger. Here it comes to the back post. Headed away by Dizpay, the defender for Indy 11. Back out to Serrano, right side of the box. 
Quinzati takes it off of his feet, tries to clear it upfield, is blocked by Serrano, and it bounces off the corner flag and behind. Ultimately, it's going to be a goal kick to Indy 11. So good defending there from Dispay initially, and then Guinzotti as well to clear the ball off and win a goal kick for his team. I will say on those set pieces, Indy 11 has done very well with the set pieces there. The corner kicks have been a little shaky for Indy 11, but the set pieces have been very good for them. But what Louisville has done well is turn Indy over, and they do so yes. again from this goal kick immediately in the attacking half, and they'll settle it down with possession once again. It was Ombi who intercepted a pass in the attacking half, but now it's in the defensive half from Louisville's perspective, from Sharpie to the right center back now, Tosh, picks up his head, clips the ball high into the air, down the near sideline. Gonzalez was making a run. He was held back by a couple of defenders, and the ball bounces past the inline. Once again, a goal kick from Indy 11. But so far, once again, Casey, to, to belabor the point, 30 minutes into this game, one to nothing is our score in favor of Louisville. Wilson Harris's goal. It's been all Louisville so far, just like it was Wednesday night in the first half. They need to score a goal here to seize the advantage on this momentum which they have. Yeah, they really need to put another one in the back of the net. And I think for their confidence sake too, I think for to go into halftime being two up, yes, that's the worst lead to have at half. Anybody will tell you that. But I think for this team to be up 2-0 at half, I think that's going to do wonders for them to be up. Instead of kind of going in with those doubts, oh, we were up 1-0 last game, look at what happened. Is that going to happen again? Kind of those questions that come back into play. They have to get another one in this first half. Chance for Indy, maybe it's Martinez on the right side, just outside of the box. Here's a driven cross towards the near post, and the first defender there was Wes Sharpie. He just clipped it behind. It will be a corner kick this time for Indy 11. Douglas Martinez had it deep in the corner and drove across in near the ground with pace, but it was right at West Sharpie. He cleared it behind a corner for Indy from the far side there right. And this is really the first big opportunity for Indy 11 in this first half. They had that set piece, but not really threatening whatsoever. This is their first big opportunity. It's from the left foot of Aiden Quinn. Hit to the near post. A decent ball headed away by Tyler Gibson of Louisville. It'll come out to an Indy 11 player. I believe that was Blake. He was tripped up. No foul called. And here comes Louisville on the break. Tellison takes it towards midfield. Cuts it backward to Gibson. Gibson first time ball over the top down the far sideline, but no one making a run in a white shirt for Louisville there. And the ball will roll past the far sideline, a throw to Indy deep in their defensive final third. No one making that run forward for Louisville. No, and I think that's a little bit alarming that no one was going forward. I get everyone's back from the corner kick, but maybe one body needs to go forward and see if they can press it a little bit, see if they can try to lock the ball up a little bit higher up the field. 13 minutes to go, exactly plus stoppage time in the first half. Louisville in front one to nothing over Indy in this rivalry game being played in Indianapolis. It's Louisville with the ball along their back line. Manny Perez plays it back to Zimla, and there's what we talked about, Casey, with this turf. That ball just took forever to roll to Zimla. Luckily for Louisville, there was no Indy player to kind of chase it to try and turn it over. But this turf playing very thick, I'll say, right now, uh, the way it's going uh, when balls are played on the ground. Promising possession right now for Louisville City in the center circle is Tellefson. Dribbles forward into the attacking half outside of the foot for Ombi to chase. Can he get there? He cannot. The goalkeeper off his line, Yurtel, slides in front of Brian Ombi and claims the ball to the right side in his penalty area. Well, not only does the ball move slowly, but I feel like as a player, you move so slowly as you're running on the turf. But I love the outsided foot pass there, playing the ball into the path of Brian Ombi, just a little bit too much weight on it, but really good goalkeeping from Ertl there to recognize that and to come off his line and collect that one. But cheeky little play there from Lou City. Last time Louisville City played here in Michael K. A. Carroll Stadium was last season, 
and they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, It was a string of back-to-back losses on the road for Louisville. They lost at Miami and then turned around and lost at Indy last year in what was a record-setting year for Louisville City. So one of the few speed bumps they had was on this field against this team, Indy 11, coached by Mark, Mark Lowry then as they are now. And that awarded the trophy between these two. There is a trophy on the line tonight. It's the rivalry trophy, if you can call it that. It's a traffic barrel uh, in honor of I-65 that the two fan groups, two fan bases trade back and forth. So that's on the line tonight, or not, well, one of the two games this season that will determine who gets the trophy. Uh, that game last season determined who won the trophy last season. Here's a ball over the top for Indy. Zemla once again, smart goalkeeping, clears it away right to an Indy player. He tries to draw, drive the ball into the box. I believe it was Jack Blake. Couldn't hit it cleanly, and it bounces behind well wide of Zimla's goal, and it's going to be a goal kick to Louisville City. Zimla read the first ball well, but his clearance went right to Blake, and Blake had the opportunity to strike it from distance. Yeah, Zimla being extremely aggressive off his line, coming off for that one, and he doesn't get the clear contact he needed to be able to completely clear that first one from danger, and so it falls to an Indy 11 player. And if I don't know if they're going to count that as a shot, if that's going to go down in the stat book as a shot or not, but if it does, that'll be Indy 11's first quote-unquote shot of the game I don't know if you can count it yeah I don't know if I would count it as a shot he just kind of hit the ball into the into the penalty area yeah kind of look so still Lucidi doing very well though to to stay strong defensively and keep Indy 11 locked out Lucidi maybe with an opportunity it's Jorge Gonzalez from distance has a shot it's blocked on its way through there are about four defenders in front of him it'll come to the near sideline kept in play by Manny Perez the attack still on for Louisville Ten minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half. Louisville looking to add to their one to nothing lead. Played backward to Tosh in the center circle. Sharpie now right of the center circle toward the near sideline. Tosh once again touches it forward, dribbles into the attacking half. Tosh coming forward, tried to play it forward, was knocked off of his feet by Gwenzati of Indy, and Indy takes over on the ball. It's Quinn in the midfield, backward to Lindley deep in the midfield. Now to the right side to Adrian Dispay, the right center back. They're coming toward midfield, just a few yards shy of it. Across midfield now is Quinn, and the center circle is Lindley. Back to Quinn, standing on that Jaguar of IUPUI here at Michael A. Carroll Stadium. Quinn tried to play to the near sideline. It was deflected, but it will come to its intended target, Gustavo Risi, defended by Manny Perez. And for the first time in a few minutes here, Indy with some possession. Lindley plays it down the middle towards Martinez, headed away by a Louisville City player. Second header there from Tellefson. It'll come to Jack Blake. He spins on the ball in the attacking half in the middle of the field. Wide right, Meshach Jerome, the substitute who came on for the injured Budati. Blake back to Jerome. They're still in the attacking half. Forward to Blake. Right side of the box. Defended there by Ownby. Ownby gets a touch. Goes down and wants a foul and gets it. Foul there against Jack Blake of Indy 11. Just outside of the Louisville box. And that will end that possession for Indy 11 and give Louisville City a defensive fifth-third free, free kick to clear their lines here. Really nicely done by Brian Ownby. Very good defending. He positioned himself very well. And it's a very smart play as well. I do think there was a lot of contact there from Blake, but I also think it was smart from Brian Omi because the minute that he felt the contact, he went down, and nine times out of ten when that contact happens, you're going to get the call because it's always going to be coming out. So whenever the forward maybe pushes a little bit too much, it's always going to be coming out. So Brian Omi does really well to put himself between the player and the ball to draw that foul, to turn them over, and to get the ball going in his direction. Nearly 37 minutes into this game, one to nothing our score in favor of Louisville, and it has been all Louisville City so far. Five shots for Louisville City, two of those on target, including the goal from Wilson Harris. Still no shots for Indy 11, and Louisville with a 53% possession advantage as well. 
but they've yet to score a second to really cement that advantage on the scoreboard, and we saw what happened on Wednesday night against Tulsa. Indy with the ball right now, looking to try and tie the game. It's Lindley, clipped it to the near sideline towards Reese. First player to it there for Louisville was Ray Serrano. He cleared it away high into the air toward the near sideline and out of play. It's a throw to Indy on the near side there left in their attacking half. They play it backward in the center circle now is Diz Pay, the right center back under pressure from Harris. Plays it to Vasquez, the left center back, and wide left Lindley, one of the midfielders playing like a left back right now. Back to Vasquez. They're drifting back toward their defensive penalty area here, Indy. Into the penalty area with Ertl, and Ertl plays it wide right here to Meshach Jerome. Jerome forward towards Blake, intercepted there by Tellefson. Touched back his way by Dia. A battle for possession on the far sideline. Martinez trying to hold it up for Indy. Tellefson a touch. It'll come to Gonzalez in the midfield for Louisville City, and Louisville takes over on the ball. Gonzalez back to Gibson. Cross midfield into the attacking half. Tellefson, who's looked really good on the ball tonight. Tellefson tried to spin against a defender. Couldn't control it. It's a turnover. Here comes Indy forward. Aiden Quinn with it in the attacking half in the middle of the field. He turns backward and plays it backward, and Indy will have the ball along their back line. And just a whole bunch of back-and-forth play. Talked about how a lot of this game has been played in the middle of the field, and it really has. It's just a lot of back-and-forth possession. Neither team really has been able to showcase a whole lot in that final third. And when they have, Lou City has been the star of the show there with five shots, two on target, and Indy 11 not being able to do anything. But really, it's just been a battle in the middle of the field. Yeah, it's been a, a, a lot of exchanges of, of you know headers and just back-and-forth play. But if there's been a, a team that's favored, it's certainly Louisville City. Absolutely. They've had, the, they've had the best of it so far, and as you mentioned, in the two final thirds, Louisville's attacking final third has been the busier of the two, with Indy not having a shot so far. We're in the 39th minute, one to nothing. our score. Nice play there. I believe that was Wes Sharp. He just shook right by a defender. Plays it back to Tellefson to the left of the center circle. Picks up his head and plays it into the air to the near sideline at midfield is Manny Perez. Backward to the right center back, Sean Tosh for Louisville. They're in the defensive half right now. Gets out of pressure under Guanzati's pressure. Plays it wide left to Sharpie. Center circle now, Gibson with time and space. Forward right of the center circle is Ray Serrano. Has a heavy touch, touches it back to Tosh. Now back into the center circle, Gibson. Louisville City working an attack forward here. Just trying to pick apart this indie defense right now. And looking to add a second goal to their total. It's Sean Tosh in the defensive half. Touches it toward midfield. Still Tosh dribbling forward. With Guanzati behind him, forward to Wilson Harris, who dropped deep, a touch to Ownby. To Tellefson now in the middle of the field towards the inside left. Wide left is Amadou Dia. They're in the attacking half. In the attacking half of the center circle, Gibson. Long diagonal from Gibson over the top. Gonzalez, can he get there? The ball checks up in the box. Gonzalez gets a cross off. Was it deflected? It was not. It's going to be out for a goal kick here to Indy 11. Ball just checked back on the turf towards Jorge Gonzalez. He was able to get to it, but there's no one making a run in the middle, and Gonzalez's cross, to be fair, uh, to his teammates was out of play anyway, and it's a goal kick to Indy. Yeah, but I love the effort that he gives there. He knows the ball's going out of bounds, and a lot of times players will just stop and kind of, you know, just throw the hand up or whatever, but he continued to try to go after, to try to get see maybe he could deflect it off the defender, so it was a really great effort there from Gonzalez. The service to him needed to be a little bit sharper. Final five minutes of the half plus stoppage time to come in this game, and this is a time of the game where coaches – Either love to score a goal and hate to concede a goal. Maybe Louisville looking to score one here. Harris in the box. Puts a cross in, and it's caught by Erdo, the goalkeeper. And quickly he rolls it forward. Here's Blake for Indy 11, dribbling out of his box defensively on the far sideline. Still Blake. Tellison comes over to defend. Blake forward towards Martinez. Martinez up to chest it down, and it's touched away by Sharpie out of play. A throw to Indy to Martinez. He takes it into Quinn on the inside right. 
Still Quinn once again back from Martinez. He turns, plays it with his left foot to the near side. Here is Samuel Lasante. On the overlap is Reese outside of the box on the left side. Indy working with a positive possession here. Backward to Lindley inside left. Drives it with his left foot towards the box off the back of Ray Serrano. And great goalkeeping there by Oliver Zimla. Sprinting off of his line to keep the ball in play and not concede the corner there. He dives and keeps the ball in play with his palms and then picks it up after a moment. Great heads-up goalkeeping and a great read by Zimla not to let the ball go out for a corner kick there. Zimla hasn't had to be very active from a goal-stopping situation, from a saving situation, but he has been very involved in this game from just helping with a game management, game flow kind of perspective, and it's just really helped Loose City. Like in that instance there, instead of allowing the ball to go out and maybe it being a corner kick, he was able to save it, eat some time off the clock, and allow the ball to now shift forward up the field and outside of the defensive half. So just really staying engaged, staying locked in when he hasn't had to be super active. And not giving up on those kinds of balls that maybe you could just wave it off. Like you said about Jorge Gonzalez, just sort of waving it off and saying, oh, well, it'll be what it is. He said It's not my fault. Right, and he he gave effort there and, and, and... you know, it's the small things. Didn't concede a corner. Back and forth exchanges while we were having that conversation. Indy with a ball over the top here, but no one making a run in blue. Sean Tosh the first to it. He'll play it back to Zimla, the goalkeeper we were just speaking about. It's been uh, some back and forth exchanges over the last four or five minutes or so. Neither team has really been able to put forth a positive attack. Uh, Zimla long ball to midfield. Flicked on header from Gonzalez. Harris trying to head it back to Ray Serrano, but it was just over his head. And now Indy takes over once again. And if that ball had been connected, Lucidi would have had an opportunity in behind if Harrison had been able to connect on that headed ball backward to Serrano. Just little moments where there could be an opening for Louisville City, but just hasn't been able to connect on the last couple of passes. Indy with a long ball forward. It's out of play on the near sideline. A throw to Louisville about 15 yards to their side of the midfield line. Louisville's side, I should say. And it'll be a throw to Manny Perez of Louisville just in front of the Lucidi bench and their head coach, Danny Cruz. And if you're Lucidi, you're looking to see – you have to get one more big opportunity for a look for a goal. You have to see if you can get that next goal. It's going to be halftime. You know they're probably going to have about four minutes at least of stoppage time, so you've got plenty of additional time. Well, you remember we had that four-minute stoppage right. for Budati's injury, so there should be a, a significant least, chunk. Right, there should think, be a significant right? chunk. So you've got to imagine that you are you're at least have plenty of extra time, so looking to really make sure that you get that go-ahead goal or you at least get one more huge, solid look on target going into half so you have that big positive because it has been a little bit quiet since the goal happened ball over the top from Aiden Quinn to Douglas Martinez in the far corner in the attacking half for Indy Louisville's defensive half he plays it backward to Blake Indy trying to come up with a tying goal right before halftime here they swing it across to Lindley deep in the midfield wide left now is Reese just outside of the box tried to put it across with his right foot blocked by Serrano Asante kept it alive for Indy chests it back to Lindley and the the attack and the possession continues and the center circle is Dispay Lindley forward well done by Blake to bring it out of the air touched it down and then touched it forward it was deflected cleared away by Sharpie of Louisville towards midfield Jerome just hits it back towards the Louisville back line a header from Tosh headed back Tosh's way another header exchange of headers here between the two teams it'll fall to Ray Serrano and a foul will go against Aiden Quinn of Indy here and it'll give a fifth third free kick to Louisville City just about 15 yards shy of the midfield stripe in the Louisville defensive half, middle of the field, just outside of the center circle. We've got 20 seconds to go, plus stoppage time in the first half, one to nothing. our score in favor of Louisville. 
And Gonzalez does really well to draw that contact there to a, a nice, again, veteran play going up, recognizing the contact and going down within and drawing the foul there that allows his team to push forward up the field, eat a little bit of time off the clock and it'll relieve some of the pressure that Indy 11 is putting on Lou City right now. Long ball forward from the fifth third free kick towards Brian Ombi on a diagonal, but he was offside, so a free kick here to Indy just outside of their defensive box. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes, so it's four minutes exactly. Looked like it was about four minutes delay for that Budati injury, so that's what has uh, amounted to stoppage time here. So four minutes of Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport stoppage time to come in this first half. Louisville leads it one to nothing. It's back to the goalkeeper Zimla. He was under some pressure and just heaved it forward with his right foot out of play past the far sideline, just a few yards to the Indy half of midfield. It'll be a throw to Indy on the far side. Their right, Meshach Jerome, playing his right back, will take it. He's the player that came in for the injured Eunice Budati, who went down inside the opening two minutes with what looked like a dislocated shoulder, if we were to speculate, and he was removed from the game. And the throw comes in from Jerome to the back line. Vasquez, he has plenty of time and space, about 20 yards of space. He dribbles forward near midfield now, the left center back. Across midfield to the left back, Reese. Back to Vasquez in the defensive half for Indy. Serrano comes up with some pressure. Back to Yertle, the goalkeeper, playing outside of his penalty area just to the top of his D. To the right side, Dispay. Now back to Yertle under pressure from Harris. And Yertle sends it long. Headed by Tosh in the defensive half for Louisville City. But he's beaten to the ball by Guanzati to Blake. Middle of the field, 30 yards from goal. Wide right now, Martinez. Maybe an opportunity to cross. Martinez dribbling in against Dia. Here's his cross in. It's driven towards goal, and it's punched aside by Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. And his punch will roll past the near sideline. It'll be a throw here to Indy 11. Really the most threatening chance there of the night for Indy so far. And Zimla had a strong hand to punch it aside. Yeah, that is the most dangerous look that Indy 11 has had so far, and Zimla came up really big to make sure that that wasn't anywhere close to hitting the back of the net. Long throw from Indy into the box, cleared away by Louisville. It'll stay with Indy 11 in this attack here. We've played two minutes of the minimum four of stoppage. Ball into the box, headed away by Amadou Dia. It was intended for Douglas Martinez, a second header into the box. It's cleared away by Tosh and then heaved away by Ray Serrano with his right foot past the near sideline. Another throw to Indy 11. Louisville just trying to survive the end of the first half here and keep their one goal advantage into the halftime locker room break. Throw goes backward along the back line, and Indy 11 continues the attack. They're in the center circle with Lindley. He sends it long down the middle of the field towards Guenzotti. Heads it back top of the box, clipped away by Gibson. Still with Indy 11, Aiden Quinn, a header, falls to Amadou Dia. He just clears it toward midfield. Meshach Jerome with the ball. Now Lindley down the, near, the far side towards Martinez. First to react is West Sharpie. Clears it off of Martinez. Is it a goal kick? Is it a corner kick? It's a goal kick. To Louisville City, Martinez with the last touch. Great defending there by Sharpie to clear it off of Martinez. And Louisville City has the goal kick. Three minutes gone by out of the minimum of four in stoppage time. Yeah, I said it's excellent defending there from West Sharpie. The ball's going through, and he is able to get his hips around it and clear it off of the attacking player out of bounds for a goal kick. Very, very, very good defending from West Sharpie. So we were saying Louisville needed to score a goal heading into the halftime. Right now, the way the game has gone, they're trying to avoid conceding a goal, and they want to keep their one to nothing lead in store. The goal kick sent long, and it's won by Indy 11, and they take over along their back line with Vasquez into the penalty area, the Indy penalty area to their goalkeeper, Yertle, rolls it forward on the ground to Adrian Dispay with time and space to come forward. He clips it over the top down the middle of the field towards Guenzotti, a header from Manny Perez. Guenzotti tries to clip it over his head with his right foot. It's deflected. It will fall to Reese, but there's a foul in there somewhere against Louisville City. The referee blows his whistle and points towards the Louisville goal, so it'll be a free kick here to Indy 11. About 40, 45 yards from goal on the inside left portion of the field, 
And with just about 15 seconds to go in the minimum four minutes of stoppage time, this might be just a ball into the box and hoping for the best opportunity they can come up with late in this first half. Yeah, you got to imagine this is going to be one of the last plays of the half. And if you're India 11, you're looking to get that first look on goal, get that first shot. So they're going to try to lump a ball in behind around that penalty kick spot for Simla to have to make a decision to come off of his line or sit back and allow one of their teammates to be able to come have a look on target. Here it comes into the box. It bounces into the chest of Oliver Simla, who falls on the ball. And that may just be the final act of this first half. Not altogether a dangerous, threatening moment for Indy 11. And that is the final moment of the first half. The referee blows his whistle while the ball was still in Zimla's grasp. And the two teams turn and head to the locker room at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. It's Wilson Harris's goal off of a Louisville City corner kick that has the boys in purple on the road tonight in the lead, one to nothing as they head to the locker room. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. I'm Lieutenant Matt Keller. And I am Officer Amber Ross with Louisville Metro Police Department. When working traffic in Jefferson County, responding to crashes involving deaths or injuries is the toughest part of our job. When you drive, there's so much out of your control. But what you do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds. That's all the time it takes to buckle up. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets. It's about saving lives. Please always buckle up. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Hey guys, maybe you're like me and you wanted to find out more about CBD, the benefits, the products, what's right for me. Well, luckily at 502 Hemp and 812 Hemp, they're the experts and will find the product that's perfect for your needs. Rest, relaxation, pain, anxiety, and so much more. Plus, don't be driving those long distances for Delta 8 or 9. The best product is right here in Kentuckiana. Find them online today. 502hemp.com or for Indiana, 812hemp.com. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, Four times more solar than previously planned and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities. Open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Mm. 
It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It is the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. This halftime is presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. It is one to nothing in favor of Louisville City FC over Indy 11 up at Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. Wilson Harris scoring the goal for Louisville City to give them the first half lead. It is a one to nothing first half lead at halftime for the second consecutive game Wednesday night. Louisville City gave up two goals in the second half to Tulsa and lost two to one. They are looking to avoid a second successive game in which that is the case tonight on the road at Indy 11. If you're out and about listening to us in the Louisville area, first of all, thanks for listening to us. Second of all, there's still time for you to head down to Lynn Family Stadium right now. Racing Louisville about to kick off in just a few minutes' time against the North Carolina Courage. Racing, they've won three straight games, two straight in regular season league play. They won a Challenge Cup game as well in this stretch. This is a team playing really, really well right now, Casey Whitfield. So if you're out on this beautiful Saturday night starting your Memorial Day weekend, maybe you just left dinner, you're trying to decide what you want to do for entertainment for the rest of the night, Head down to Lynn Family Stadium. They want a big crowd tonight. Hopefully there will be on hand to watch racing take on North Carolina. I'll say it's beautiful outside. They have deals on tickets going on right now. I mean, it's family friendly. It's a great environment. I don't know what more you could want. You're going to watch some of the best athletes in the world play soccer right here. I mean, I, I don't know how much to sell it because it's so it's so fun and they're playing so well. Racing is phenomenal. They are really coming together as a team. They are so fun to watch. They play really an electric style of soccer. They're fast. They're in your face. They've been scoring goals. So get out there and go watch them play because I cannot wait to get down there and watch them right. play the game. I let's talk briefly about Savannah Demello because I think she deserves oh, so much credit word, and so she? much applause. Uh, she is a player who I think is working her way into the U.S. Women's National Team World Cup squad this summer. Just in her second year as a pro, she's never gotten capped by the U.S. Women's National Team. She's been called up to one camp but never represented the team on the field. But she's playing so very well right now. And we had Vlatko Andonovsky, the U.S. Women's National Team coach, was in Louisville a couple of weeks ago to watch uh, – Watch Savannah DeMello play. The U.S. Women's National Team goalkeeper coach is in town this week. My understanding is she's uh, there here to watch Savannah DeMello play again tonight. So she is on the radar of this women's national team ahead of the World Cup. She's an absolute star for Racing Louisville. If you don't know what's going on with Racing Louisville, Savannah DeMello, she is a rising star in the women's game. And she plays for racing, assigned through the 2025 season, and already has five goals across all competitions this year. She's been terrific and is worth the price of admission. I mean, she, she's just been absolutely incredible. She's all over the field. She's such a great team, and she's so humble. When they interviewed her at halftime, and they were like, what attributes to your success? It was never, I'm so great, I did this. It was, we're coming together as a team. My team is great. My team is supporting me. She's such a great team player and just so fun. Fun to watch such a talented player I mean one of the I think one of the goals she scored was it two weeks ago at the outside of her foot just an absolute banger of a goal so she herself is worth it to go and see play because if she's not on the World Cup roster then they're doing something wrong <laughs> I'm just uh, saying it right here they're I, doing I, something I don't disagree wrong. with you I mean she is she is as hot as any player right now and in her position there's a real uh, spot for that right now because Rose Lavelle is injured she may not play again until the World Cup starts so 
Savannah DeMello being a hot player right now, scoring goals. Uh, look, she's got a great chance to be in that World Cup squad this, this summer, and she's playing for Racing Louisville tonight. They take on the North Carolina Courage down at Lynn Family Stadium, racingloufc.com slash tickets. Get, your, get yourself down there because you don't want to miss it tonight. It's going to be a great crowd on a beautiful evening at Lynn Family Stadium, and that game just about to kick off in a few moments. Our game that we are broadcasting to you tonight it is one to nothing in favor of Louisville City at the half. We will break down the first half and talk about how this game has gone. It's very much favored Louisville City thus far. We'll have that conversation when we return. It's Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. Kentuckiana, when you want the best, Neil Huffman has it. Home of Huffman Value Pricing. Every vehicle is determined by demand and availability, not by how long we've owned it. All backed by our three-year maintenance plan, our 110% price protection guarantee, and our seven-day like it or exchange of promise. Because when you buy with us, you're buying from a dealership that's family-owned and operated since 1969. Online at neilhuffman.com. Some terms and restrictions apply. See neilhuffman.com for details. At Holiday World and Splash and Safari, sometimes free takes a little convincing, especially with dads. Free parking? That's how they get you. They're just naturally suspicious of free stuff. Free soft drinks! Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's how they get you. But after a day of fun on the world's longest water coasters and our 400 drone light show, dads come around. At Holiday World, we get you. We're just not out to get you. That's why there's... Free soft drinks! Free parking! Free sunscreen! Get tickets at HolidayWorld.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Danny Cruz, head coach of your Louisville City FC. Keep it tuned to ESPN 680 and 1057 all year for your coverage of our 2023 season. One to nothing is the halftime score between Louisville City and the Indy 11. And if Louisville City is able to go on and win this game... You can get yourself a free Frosty tomorrow because Lou City has partnered with Wendy's to give fans... Free small Frosties. If the boys in purple win, no purchase necessary. The offer is valid the day after a win. You can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. So fans, when Lou City wins, you win. You can get a free small Frosty tomorrow if Louisville City is able to hang on to this one nothing lead at halftime and take home a victory on the road over Indy 11. Casey Whitfield, it was a first half that in many ways showed dominance from Louisville City. But Indy had their chances, and they had plenty of opportunities in their final third, but they weren't able to generate any real scoring chances from those opportunities in the final third. They had just one shot in the first half. Yeah, so we kind of are able to see some 
pretty advanced statistics, and one of those is final third entries that we're able to see, and that's how many times the teams are able to go into the final thirds. And Lou City had 26 final third entries, which sounds really good. They were able to get five shots, two of those on targets, one of those leading to the goals. But Indy 11 had 37. So our defense being very active, having to keep them locked out of the final third because they only had one shot with one of those being on target. So it's really good that we were able to hold them to one shot when they had 37 final third entries. But if you look at it on the flip side, 26 for Lou City when we had a lot of possession, I think in the very end of it, Lou City ended up being about 47% possession and Indy was about 53 when it all kind of came down to the end of it because Indy pushed on there at the end. But overall, Lou City had a lot of the ball, but a lot of it, like I was talking about in the game, was in the middle of the field. So I think Danny Cruz, very happy defensively with how they were able to lock Indy out and only allow them with one shot the entire first half. But offensively, maybe starting to ask some questions. Yes, we had five shots. Yes, we were able to score. But why aren't we getting into that space a little bit more? Why aren't we being a little bit more dangerous? How do we exploit that space more so we can create more scoring opportunities? Certainly been uh, a busy defensive back line for Louisville City. That's that's really the story of the first half. But they were able to uh, defend well and not concede too many great scoring opportunities. And again, on the other end, the one chance that was finished off was by Wilson Harris who scored from a corner kick to give Louisville City the lead that's been the Breeze Airways halftime report Breeze Airways nice new and non-stop that's the Breeze way when we come back second half action from Michael A. Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis your score at the break Lou City 1 Indy 11 nothing you're listening to it here on ESPN 680 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app Get ready. Abbey Road on the River, the biggest Beatles festival in the world, is around the corner, and you don't want to miss it. This Memorial Day weekend from May 25th to May 29th at the beautiful Big Four Station Park in Jeffersonville. Enjoy over 50 bands in one 60s-inspired weekend, including the voice of the monkeys, Mickey Dolans, performing hits like I'm a Believer and Last Train to Clarksville. Tony Kishman's Live and Let Die, the music of Paul McCartney, and Brit Beat's acclaimed multimedia concert will be there, too. Plus, tributes to the best classic rock music like back to mac as fleetwood mac and classic stone as queen and much more it's time to come together again at abbey road on the river get your tickets to ride general admission tickets even include a free ticket for a 21 and under guest don't miss this amazing event brought to you by the city of jeffersonville southern indiana tourism the walcott apartments the radisson and sheridan hotels watson's furniture and others visit arotr.com for tickets and more information a Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wing. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. 
It's Oscar Jimenez, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Welcome back to the second half just underway. 21 seconds gone by in the second half. We have switched sides in the second half of play. Louisville City defending the goal to the right of the field from the perspective that we are bringing you the game just in front of the big section, the big supporters section of Indy 11 fans. And Indy 11 moving from left to right in the second half. And the ball at the feet right now of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville City goalkeeper. 45 seconds gone by in the second period of play. And as we mentioned at halftime, one to nothing is our score. The goal scorer tonight, Wilson Harris, for Louisville City to this point in the game. We mentioned on Wednesday night, one to nothing was the halftime score. It was the first half that really favored Louisville City. They had all the great chances, all the great opportunities. They limited Tulsa to two shots in the first half on Wednesday night, but fell two to one. Two goals scored after in the final 15 minutes of regulation sunk Louisville City and saw them go down with a loss at home. And it was an even better first half from a shot's perspective. They allowed just one shot in the first half to Indy 11, but they'll need to keep their foot on the accelerator, keep their foot down, and try and see this game out in the second half to get a win on the road in the rivalry against Indy 11. Indy in possession right now. Samuel Asante playing wide left in the defensive half, plays it back to one of his teammates as Vasquez along the back line. And now to Yannick Ertl, the goalkeeper. He sends it along with his right foot under pressure, a driven ball past midfield. Sharpie there to touch it forward to Tellefson. Tellefson dribbles into a trouble, goes down, no foul called. Now it is. Whistle goes, and it's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the attacking half by about 10 or 12 yards. And Tellefson has that free kick, plays it backward, and Louisville City has possession along their back line. I think this is going to be a true mental test for Lou City. How are they able to overcome Wednesday night? Is that going to play on their mind heavily? Are they going to be able to kind of put that past them and really stay focused in in this moment and really lock out Indy, get that other goal, or just kind of keep them locked out at this 1-0? Here comes Indy with Martinez on the right side in the box. His cross blocked, plays it out to Blake. His cross comes in. The header on frame, tipped over the bar, and off the crossbar, I believe, in the end. It's behind. It's a vi- It's a corner kick, rather, to Indy 11, Sebastian Gwenzel. The newcomer from Tampa Bay who joined this team and is the captain tonight for Indy 11. He scored twice this season, nearly had his third. The cross from Blake was good. Guanzati's header on target. In fact, it was not off the crossbar. It was just a good old-fashioned save by Oliver Zimlu, who had to tip it over the bar. A corner kick coming up for Indy. There was their chance to tie it. It was a beautiful service in there from Blake, and Guanzati does really well to kind of push off of, uh, not push with his hands, but kind of come off that space from Manny Perez. Perez completely loses him and mistimes that absolutely horribly, and Guanzati has has a nice look on target. I think Lou City very fortunate there. Corner came into the box and a foul called against Indy as a Lou City player went down. So that ended the opportunity for Indy and it's a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in the Louisville penalty area. They played along their back line just short trying to build out of the back. It's Zimla under pressure from Guenzotti to the left of the box just outside of it is Wes Sharpie under some pressure for him. He sends it long Toward midfield, brought down nicely by Gonzalez. Now Harris clips it over the top down the near sideline. Ombi giving chase. He's beaten to the ball by Meshack Jerome, but Jerome just clears it past the near sideline. It's out for a Louisville throw. On the near side, the Louisville left in the attacking half about 20 yards past midfield. Inombi is one I feel like we haven't been able to release out too much. I feel like Jerome has done very well to shut Ombi down, to really stay goal side of him and not allow Ombi to have any free space running in behind. Jerome once again with another clearance as Louisville tried to work it down the near sideline. A little bit further forward this time, this second successive throw will come for Louisville City. 
Call it in the final third of offensively in the attack for Lou City. It may be a long throw here from Amadou Dia. We've seen them do this a number of times this season, already a couple of times tonight, and it's going to be as Dia has about a 10 or 12-yard run up here to take this throw and send it into the box almost like a corner kick. It's about 15 yards from the corner flag. And Dia, here's his approach to send it into the box, high into the air towards the near post, flicked on by Tosh. Actually, Tosh couldn't get to the ball, but the defender behind him cleared it behind off of his chest. Just a heavy touch, it looked like, from the Indy player, and it's out for a Louisville Vi-Fi corner kick from the near side to the left. And I love Amadou Dia's long throws because it almost sets up like a corner kick. Tosh not able to get on the end of that because Despay does really well to establish the space early on, but he's able to earn the corner kick for his team. Sets up nicely for, again, another set piece and potentially another look on target for Lou City. 5-5 corner. It's an in-swinger from Serrano into the penalty spot. Bounces on the turf once. Here's a header high into the air. Still loose in the, the six-yard box. Despay heads it wide left. And Reese will try and keep it in play to avoid giving up the corner. He does and just hits it long down the middle. And Louisville City will keep possession with Sharpie. But he had a heavy touch there, Sharpie, and nearly gives it away. Now it is a turnover. Asante comes onto the ball. Now Quinn and Asante and Indy 11 will come forward. Lou City just couldn't quite win the second ball. Here's a diagonal from the middle of the field for Martinez to chase. He's going to get onto it. Right side of the box, just outside of it for Indy 11. Here's his cross on the ground. Top of the area, Aiden Quinn had to turn onto his left foot. Couldn't get the opportunity off because he doesn't have a right foot to play with as a, a one-footed player to be critical of him. Now, uh, <laughs> Meshach Jerome, wide right Martinez. Here's his cross, near post. Knocked away by uh, Amadou Dia. Falls to Ombi, plays it on the ground towards Ray Serrano. The attack's still on here for Indy as Jerome picks it up. Jerome's cross into Quinn once again. Still on, only on his left foot. Can't turn on the right. Tries to play it through to Blake. Cleared away. And it'll come to Wilson Harris. He'll try to hold it up. He goes down. Foul called. And it's a free kick to Louisville City, about 15 yards shy of midfield. Lou City out of trouble once again. And Lou City, like you said, out of trouble once again because Indy 11 really putting the pressure on them. And Indy 11 has really been building with their possession, looking a lot stronger in their attacks than they did in the first half. A lot more lethal, getting more bodies forward, better with their services into the box. Lou City has to make sure they're staying solid defensively and really begin getting something going going forward because it hasn't really been super solid going forward into the attack. But to me, you heard me say it in the call. I didn't mean to be so harsh, but it's just the way it played out to me. If Aiden Quinn could turn on his right foot, he would have had it's an opportunity goal. to, to, it's a to shot. score. It's a shot on target. Yeah. He's wide open. But because he wasn't able to do that, he hesitates at the top of the box. He has to take two, three touches, and it allows Lucidity to be able to get back and recover on that one. Turnover from Lucidity. Here is Quinn driving in towards the Lucidity penalty area. His shot is saved by Zimla high into the air and behind. Toward the right of his goal, it's going to be a corner kick here to Indy 11. It was a turnover as Lucity was trying to build out of the back. They gave it away in the middle of the field. It fell to Aiden Quinn on his preferred left foot, and he drove it with that left foot. We've seen what he can do. Uh, so very talented with that left, and that effort was saved aside by Oliver Zimla. Yeah, you gave Quinn the left foot, and Zimla had to come up with a beautiful one-handed save, pushing that one away from danger. Here's the corner from Indy from the far side. There left into the six-yard box, cleared away by Louisville City. Jerome trying to send it back into the mixer. It was blocked by Ombi. Jerome uh, got to it. Here's a cross from Blake, a header from Asante, and it's wide. It's wide to the right of Zimla's goal from his perspective, and it's a goal kick for Louisville City and lucky for Lou City that they haven't conceded here. Asante was open in the box, didn't have a defender near him, just couldn't get his header on target. It seems that Jack Blake is pulling a little bit wider so far in the second half out on that right side, and he has been serving in some really good crosses for Indy 11, finding his teammates inside the box. They've been some very good services, but having that overload on the right side has caused a lot of problems for Lou City. 
City. We've played eight minutes exactly in the second half. Score remains one to nothing in favor of Louisville, but the second half has started positively for the Indy 11. Louisville trying to work an attack in the midfield. Ray Serrano gives it away as Blake, the player you just mentioned. Casey stuck out a leg and won the ball. Here comes Indy. Reese, a long diagonal down towards the inside right. No one making that particular run. It was ended, intended for Martinez, but he held up his run, and it'll bounce into the feet of Oliver Zimla, who will dribble into the six-yard box and now finally pick it up as Guinzati came forward for some pressure, and Lou City will take over. I think if you're Lou City, you just have to take a breath here. You have to take a moment and just kind of settle it down. It's been all in the 11 so far. You have to settle it down, begin to see if you can get a little bit of possession and get a rhythm going for yourself because you haven't been able to establish any sort of flow or rhythm for the second half. See if you can get some possession going, establish yourself in this second half, and then build up the field a little bit. Lou City struggling to do just that, though. As you talk about it, Casey, they just couldn't find the ball really along their back line. They're forced to clear it upfield. And I believe actually a foul is going to be called here against in the 11. And that's a fortunate one for Louisville City. It'll give them the opportunity to clear their lines a little bit here and send it forward. It'll be in the middle of the field, probably 35 yards from the Louisville goal. And Oliver Zimla will come forward to take this free kick and send it long into the attacking half. And here he does, the fifth-third free kick toward the near sideline in the attacking half. It's over the head of Brian Obi and out of play. It's a throw to Indy on the near side there right in their defensive final third. Jerome takes the throw in towards Blake, popped up high into the air, and Gonzalez comes down with it for Louisville, and it's a loose city possession now. Gonzalez back to Sharpie. Now Gibson moving into the attacking half. Wide left is Dia in the attacking half. Forward to Ownby. Now Gibson. Some neat work from Loose City. Gibson trying to play it towards Wilson Harris. It was blocked by a couple of Indy 11 defenders. And then a foul called against Tyler Gibson gives Indy a free kick in their defensive final third. And it seems like whenever Loose City can get something going forward, it's either offside, it's a foul, it's a handball, something goes wrong, and then it's right back to playing defense. And so it comes down to just being a little bit sharper in their buildup, in their attack, their sharpness is what's hurting them right now. Reese, the opportunity after the free kick was well worked by Indy. They bring it down their left side. Reese had it just outside of the box on the left side. Looked like he just tried to drive the ball in. Well, not sure if that's a shot or a cross in the end, but he hit it, mishit it, and hit it with a lot of pace and power, and it's well over the bar and behind a goal kick here to Louisville City. But Indy 11 able to break through some press there from Louisville City and get the opportunity coming down the left side with Reese. Well, and Indy 11 has really come out with a new sort of energy in this second half. They look like a different team. They're coming out with kind of a chip on their shoulder with all of the energy, all of the momentum, and Lou City has to figure out a way to kind of break that and see if they can get some of the tide going their way. Here comes Lou City working out of the back. Once again, Rasmus Tellefson, he's showing off some really nice dribbling skills tonight, in my opinion. He continues to dribble here, but now finally gives the ball away, maybe held on to it too long. Blake comes up with it, and Indy has the opportunity in their attacking half. Blake, once again, on the inside right, drives in a ball towards the penalty spot, cleared away by Sean Tosh. Clearance doesn't go very very far. It does fall to Ownby, though. Ownby has the ball taken off of his feet, and Louisville just trying to get out of trouble right now, and they concede a foul. Actually, it's a handball. As you point out, Casey, thank you for that. It's a handball against Louisville, and it'll be a free kick here to Indy 11 in a dangerous spot for Louisville to give it up. And Louisville really has not been able to get out of their own end here in the, in the second half. 11 and a half minutes gone by, Louisville cling to a 1-0 lead. And this free kick will set up beautifully, I think, for Aiden Quinn. It's about 30, 35 yards from goal, dead center of the field. 
And Quinn has scored some magical free kicks in his career, notably for Louisville City several years back when he was a Louisville City player. We'll see what he does here. And just a silly, uncharacteristic error, and that's really the way it's been. Handballs, holding on to the ball too long, too many touches. It's just these little bitty problems that are leading to these turnovers and really poor areas for Lou City that's leading to these strong attacks for Indy 11. And Lou City's got to be careful because they're going to see themselves level in this one in a bit. Turns out to be Blake, and he drives it. Was a decent effort, really good. Good effort in the end, but it bounces wide of the right stick of Oliver Zimla. He made the effort Zimla did, diving to his right, but he knew where his post was. He had it covered, and he did not touch it. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City. Set up nicely for either Blake or Quinn, both dangerous players. It was the right foot of Blake that took the free kick, and he just couldn't get it to sneak in the inside of that uh, right post of Oliver Zimla. I mean, you have a set piece like that where it's pretty straight on. It can go with either a right-footed player or a left-footed player. Typically, you're going to go with the player who's hot, who's feeling good, who's most confident, who steps up with to it and is like, yeah, this is me. I got it. I'm taking it. Because you want the player that really feels it, that's confident. You know what? The player that's a little bit shaky. And Blake has had some really good services so far for Indy 11, so it's no surprise that he stepped up to take that one. Lucity right now cannot control the ball in their half. The pressure from Indy has been frustrating for Louisville City. Finally, they do break the press here after giving the ball away and nearly an opportunity for Indy. They win it back, Louisville does. Now they've got in the attacking half. Tellefson through to Ombi. Maybe an opportunity. Flag stays down. Ombi in the box. Left side. Cuts it top of the box. Here's Gonzalez. His shot is blocked on its way through. A great sliding effort there, I believe, from Meshack Jerome to block that shot. It'll stay with Louisville on the far side of the right with Manny Perez, but he's hustled off the ball and Indy takes over. But that was a great opportunity for Louisville. It was two players in the middle, Harris and Gonzalez. Harris left it for Gonzalez, and Gonzalez's shot was closed down quickly there by Jerome. I think Gonzalez just took a second too long on the shot, though. He takes a touch and then tries to set up a perfect shot. I think he's got to go with that one time. And even if it's with his weaker foot, if you're able to strike through it one time, you're going to be able to generate some sort of power on it. But the minute that you take that touch, you allow the defender to close the space, and that's why it was able to get deflected but really positive stuff going forward for Lou City. It's been a back-and-forth second half now. I think uh, it's going to play out very evenly played, we'd think, right now, based on how it's gone. 14 minutes gone in the second half, 31 minutes to go in the game, plus stoppage time. Louisville still in front one to nothing after a first-half goal from Wilson Harris, but uh, it's been anybody's game in the second half. Here's a chance for Indy. Samuel Asante, top of the box, gives it up to Guanzati. Guanzati darting through the middle, tried to get a shot away, just had it touched off of his feet by a Louisville player, I believe Wes Sharpie, and it'll be cleared away by Manny Perez. High into the air past the far sideline. Actually, it'll stay in play to midfield, and Indy will take over in possession. But Guanzati there darting down the middle, just couldn't get the shot away. Yeah, and Wes Sharpie has had some really good challenges, some close calls there in the defensive half of the field inside that 18-yard box. He's been very sharp tonight for Lou City. Martinez across in for Indy, but nobody making the run into the box. It's touched down by Shanto. She plays it forward to Gibson, wide left to Amadou Dia. And once again, Louisville struggling to get the ball out of their end. They're sticking to this possession style. And right now, Indy 11 pressing high. They're able to keep the ball in their half quite a bit here as it's cleared away by Dia. It's out for a throw to Louisville, and Louisville's going to make some switches here as the bench active Oscar Jimenez up out of his seat. And Wes Sharpie down on the turf. Maybe he might be being pulled from this game. And it's, it's time to point out, Casey, with 30 minutes to go, that Louisville again on a short turnaround. They played on Wednesday night down at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville at home. 
Indy has not played for a full week. They last played last weekend. So maybe fatigue will start to become a factor late on in this second half. And that's something that Danny Cruz pointed out in his postgame comments after Wednesday night's game. He said that all the changes he made on Wednesday night were due to fatigue from his players. So we'll see how that fatigue plays a factor heading on late. It is officially a substitution here. Oscar Jimenez is going to come into the game for Manny Perez. So a right-back switch for Louisville City. Jimenez on, Perez off. That substitution brought to you by Fortnite. Well, I think we're going to see another substitution there because you could, if you read the lips of Wes Sharpie, he was saying hamstring and he was pointing to his hamstring and that is something that you don't mess with. The minute that you feel some issues with your hamstring, you don't begin to try to overwork it because it could turn into being, oh, I'm just going to be out for a week or I'm going to be out for six months. And so you've really got to be careful with those types of things. So a little bit unfortunate, though, because Wes Sharpie was playing phenomenal and it is going to be another substitution as you alluded it's Jordan Scarlett to come on for Louisville City he's not played since the second game of the season Uh, he's battled some injuries this year as well and he does come on in place of West Sharpie so there are two substitutions here for Louisville City Jimenez on Perez off and then Scarlett on Sharpie off both substitutions brought to you by Fortna and something else to note is thinking about the back line now for Lou City, it is a bigger back line and maybe one that's not as quick as we're used to seeing speed-wise. And so I'm going to be interested to see if they play more of a deeper line, if they drop back a little bit quicker instead of trying to play a higher line because typically they have a player that has a little more speed on that back line. So when they play the higher line, they have somebody that was able to catch up with faster players. Now they've got some bigger bodies back there. going to be a little more physical, so are they going to drop back a little bit more and invite the players into that space and see if they can win the physical battle? Battle right now in the midfield for possession. A foul goes against Louisville City. It'll be a free kick to Indy 11 in their defensive half. They play it quickly on the ground. Aiden Quinn in the center circle comes forward, plays it with his left foot down the near sideline. Blake, who has moved further right right now, has it. His cross blocked by Dia. Dia clears it upfield down the near sideline, and it'll stay in play. It'll stay with Indy 11 as Jerome tracks it down. And Indy will work the ball from their back line. Jerome to Dispay into the middle of the field. That's Lindley. Clips it over the top. Quinn making the run. A battle for possession between Quinn and Dia. Dia goes down to the ground. The ball balances past the inline. No foul called. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. And good defending there from Amadou Dia to kind of shield off Aiden Quinn, not allow him to get around him, win that space and hold him off. Loose City really having to do a lot of defending lately. Haven't been able to see a lot of the ball in the areas of the field where they want to see the ball. Still trying to see if they can build that possession, build their attack a little more. Jordan Scarlett, by the way, playing in just his third game for Louisville City. He has not played since the second game of the year. The newcomer from the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Here's a foul against Louisville after play had restarted. Another free kick to Indy. This second half really favoring Indy right now. We're in the 64th minute. Blake coming forward. He's tripped up just outside of the box. He wants a foul call. No foul given. The ball cleared away by Louisville. It's an Indy throw on the near side. They're right. And it's still going to be a throw. So despite the pleas of Blake, no foul called. And Indy's probably going to set up a little uh, little throw routine here as they bring over uh, a player from the back line. That's Reese, the left back to take it from the right side. It is going to be a long throw. Sends it into the box towards the six-yard box. The flicked-on header wasn't there. Falls to Wilson Harris of Louisville. He turns and clears it with his left foot, and that clearance will go past midfield into the Louisville half, but no one back there in a white shirt, or into the Indy half, I should say. No one back there in a white shirt. It's Jerome uh, uh, who picks it up for uh, Indy 11. He sends it long. And there's Jordan Scarlett's first touch of the game as Louisville takes over on the ball. 
But Louisville really just withstanding some pressure right now from Indy. It's been all Indy really over the last 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, and one thing that's also really difficult is having to make two changes across your back line. Typically, teams don't change their back line at all in a game, and Lucidi's already had to make two changes so far in this match. Gibson had an opportunity for Louisville, tried to clip it over the shoulder of his defender and make the play, but couldn't control it, and it goes to Indy 11 here. They're building out of their back line in the middle of the field. Uh, it's with Blake now on the right side, back to Meshach Jerome, and now Dispay just to the top of the D of the Indy penalty area to Lindley, middle of the field. Louisville coming forward with some pressure, and Reese has to clear it ahead. Uh, battle for possession on the far sideline. Actually, that's Reese battling for, for the ball. It'll fall to Samuel Asante, middle of the field. Plays a long diagonal down the near side. Martinez, he has speed. Battling with Amadou Dia on a foot race. Dia gets there first, touches it out for an Indy throw. On the near side, the Indy right deep near the corner flag in the Louisville defensive final third. We're in the 66th minute. Louisville still in front one to nothing, but Indy very much knocking on the door. They've had almost all the possession for the last 15 or 20 minutes, and it's been in the Louisville half. Louisville clinging to the lead right now. Yeah, I think clinging to the lead there is really really speaks true. It's really been all Indy 11. Louisville City has not had, they've had one shot so far in this second half. Not really much offense going forward at all. Another long throw from Reese into the box. Cleared away by Brian Ombi. It'll come in the middle of the field to Lindley. Now Jerome and now wide right to Blake. The attack's still on for Indy. They're in the middle of the field about 45 yards from goal. Now to the near side, the right. Blake down the near sideline. Here's Reese stays there from the throw. Backward to Jerome near midfield, still in the attacking half. He switches play. A long ball from right to left of the far sideline, or is brought down by an Indy player. Here's the ball towards the top of the box, toward Asante, cleared away by Louisville. That clearance falls to the feet of Wilson Harris, and Louisville trying to counter. Looks decent so far. Ownby, and Ownby just couldn't find a pass there. Just gives it up. A little bit of a frustrating one for Brian Ownby as he stepped on the ball. Couldn't find a pass. A long ball from Indy 11. They're intercepted by... That's Oscar Jimenez for Louisville City, and Louisville comes forward. Here's Ray Serrano right side at midfield. Back to Jimenez. Now it's Gibson, and now all the, along the back line, the right center back, Sean Tosh, as Louisville finally has the ball for a few moments here for the first time in a while in the second half. Coming forward, Jimenez. Promising-looking attack. Jimenez with space to run into. Into the attack. Just outside of the box. Plays the top of the box. It'll fall back to him. Here's Harris. Harris's opportunity. A great, great sliding challenge from behind from Aiden Quinn to see the ball away from Wilson Harris. What a defensive effort that was from Quinn because Harris would have had a shooting opportunity there had it not been for that challenge. Well, that's the first time that Lucidi's been able to break into their offensive structure because the whole whole time that they've been dropped into their defensive structure when they turn the ball over they are immediately giving it back to Indy 11 and that has not allowed them to really spread the field out and be able to possess the ball move the ball around the way they like to and that's the first time we've been able to see them do that really this happened look at how successful it was so they have to see at the minute that they turn it over if they can connect two or three passes to allow their team to spread out and create some space. Substitution here for Indy as Reese goes to the bench. He's replaced by Roberto Molina, a player who just signed with this team on the 18th of May, comes over after spending the last two years with Las Vegas Lights out west. That substitution also brought to you by Fortna as Reese goes off and Molina comes on. 
It's in the 68th minutes. Louisville City in front one to nothing, but Indy has had the better second half so far, and they bring on some fresh legs here with a new player to their team, Molina, who has, again, made a bunch of appearances the last two seasons with Las Vegas in the Western Conference. But something to note, Indy 11 only has one more substitution window because they were forced into that early substitution, so I'm really surprised that they chose to only make one change in that window. 68-30 68-30 on the clock and counting upward. Louisville in front one to nothing. It's going to be a throw to Louisville on the far side, the Louisville right in their defensive path. Jimenez takes it infield to Tellison, back to Jimenez, forward to Ray Serrano. Serrano ball over the top. Can Ombi get there? Ombi giving chase. The goalkeeper Yertle off of his line, out of his box to head it away from Ombi's path. It's with Indy right now. Louisville pressing up high. Back to Yertle, the goalkeeper, who's drifted back into his penalty area. Wide left of the box now to a teammate that is Vasquez, Jesus Vasquez, number two, the left center back, and he has time and space to dribble forward out of press and out of trouble. Louisville City nearly in there with a long ball over the top. Ombi just couldn't quite run under it. Ombi was so close. Really good play, though, by Ertl to come off the line and to come and get it. Lou City has to make sure that when er, when when Ombi's pressing forward, that all numbers are pressing forward with him, too. So when that ball pops out, that he has support with him. Guinzotti headed on the right side out of the area for Indy 11, put across it on the ground. It was intercepted by Louisville City. Lou City trying to come forward. They played it down the near sideline for Ombi to chase down the left, but he couldn't catch up to it. It's out for an Indy throw on the near side there right. Just past midfield in the Louisville half. Jerome takes it to Quinn. Back to Jerome. And now back along the back line is Dispay. A long diagonal from Dispay from right to left to Molina, the player that just checked in the substitute, the new signee. Molina dribbling in towards the penalty area, defended by Jimenez. Molina still with it. Gets to the end line. Here's his cross. A decent one into the six-yard box, but it's caught by Zimla, and Zimla falls down on the ground. The Louisville goalkeeper, Molina, with a dangerous-looking run there, uh, just dancing on the ball and was able to get a cross in, but Zimla with the catch. Yeah, it's nicely done by Molina to get in line there and to get that service, and he was trying to chip it up over Zimla there to get his runner in behind on that back post, but Zimla does really well to get up and grab that one. I like how he also falls on it to waste that time. It's one of those plays where when it's your goalkeeper, you're happy about it because you get to eat a little time off the clock. When it's the other team, you get really frustrated. But again, Zimla staying locked in, staying engaged, and really doing well in this match contributing in every way that he's been called on to do. 20 minutes to go, under 20 minutes to go, plus stoppage time in this game. Louisville clinging to their lead, one to nothing, looking to end this little losing run after they fell to Tulsa at home on Wednesday night. But the second half, they have really been threatened by Indy 11. It's been a much better second half for Indy, and Louisville has taken a step back from how, uh, how they played in the first half. And right now, I think Louisville would love to just get out of here with this one to nothing lead. Molina with it for Indy, dribbling into the penalty area. At the top of the box, cuts it onto his left foot, has Jimenez falling all over himself, his cross, though, blocked by Tosh. Molina wins the second ball after Tosh tried to clear it. Tosh sticks out a leg and clears it behind. It's a corner kick here to Indy 11 from the far side there left. Molina has been electric since coming into this game. He really has been a spark of energy off the bench as if Indy 11 needed that in their attack. They already had a lot of energy going forward, but he has just contributed that even more. It's been that spark on the left side. A lot of Indy's attack has been down the right side, but now they're able to attack down both sides, which Lucity needs to be careful about. Here comes the corner for Indy. It's to Vasquez on the back post, and he just couldn't get a shot on frame. Slid down Vasquez, trying to keep it alive. As the ball went over everyone's head, he made the late run to the back post and just couldn't wrap his foot around it, sliding down to the ground, and it was well wide in the end. It was into the side netting of the goal, and it's a goal kick to Louisville City. 
dangerous service though to the back post, but I feel like Lou City did a good job covering covering it and making sure that they had a player on Vasquez, making it really difficult for him to get any clean look on target there. Lou City really struggling right now. They just cannot find the ball, cannot find any rhythm offensively, cannot get very many passes together. As Zimla sent the goal kick long, Indy comes away with the ball, and they want to throw deep in their attacking half once again by the corner flag. It's Samuel Asante with it, defended by Gibson. Asante's cross is a decent one. Molina header. He couldn't get it on target. High up into the air, cleared away by Tellefson of Louisville toward midfield, where Jerome will bring it down for Indy, and the Indian possession can continue here. It's almost as if roles were reversed in the first half because in the first half, Lucity had more of the energy going forward. They looked like the better team. They were creating the better chances. If You you looked like they were going to be the team to come away with the victory, and now it's the complete opposite. Indy 11 has more energy going forward. They look like the better team. They look like the team that's going to come away with the victory, and so it's complete opposite as it was in the first half. So, Maybe it's uh, just this side of the field. It, it could be. It could be. It has been on this half of the field. Asante with a cross towards the top of the box. Aiden Quinn with a very heavy touch, and it goes behind for a Louisville goal kick. Quinn would have had an opportunity there had he been able to control that ball a little more cleanly. So it's a goal kick to Louisville. We're in the 74th minute. One to nothing is our score. Louisville has held on to this lead for about 40 minutes now in game time. And in terms of the second half, Indy has been dominant. They've had five shots. They had just one in the first half, remember. Five shots for Indy, including one on target in the second half. And for Louisville, it has not quite – it's been just a complete opposite story. Only one shot for Louisville in the second half. That was from Gonzalez, and it was blocked from just outside of the box. So it's been a tale of two halves in this game, just like it was on Wednesday night. And right now, Louisville hoping not to duplicate that Wednesday night result when they gave up two goals in the last 15 minutes of play. Right now, they lead it one to nothing, but – Indy knocking on the door. Asante's cross to the back post, brought down by Martinez. Here's Molina, a chance to shoot. Molina still with it. Molina saved by Zimla. It's out of the box now. Left side, Martinez will keep it alive for Indy. Back to, that's Lindley with it. Now Blake inside left, about 30 yards from goal, dribbling into the middle of the field. Plays it wide right to Jerome. Still in the attacking final third. Jerome infield now. Blake Touches it to Quinn. Back to Blake. They're working it from right to left, side to side for Indy. Blake forward, inside the D. Guanzati goes down, had his back to goal, no foul called, and Lou City gets the ball out of trouble. It's to Harris, middle of the field, trying to hold it up. Now Ownby near midfield on the left side. Back to Harris, inside left. They're still in the Louisville half. They can't get it across midfield, and Harris is hustled off the ball by Quinn. Ball over the top, Martinez. Does the flag stay down? It does not. Flag went up against Martinez. He had a heavy touch off of his chest anyway, and Zimla made the stop. But it's an offside flag against Douglas Martinez, and it is a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their penalty area. Louisville is just hanging on for dear life right now. They cannot get anything going forward. Indy is vastly superior at the moment, and Louisville's lucky to, not, to have not conceded a goal. I mean, completely lucky. They are hanging on by a thread. Milana, Molina there in the box took about five touches, and if he would have taken one and had a shot, it would have been in the back of the net, and it would be 1-1 right now. But because he took about five touches, it allowed Zimla to be able to get up from being down trying to make a save, and it allowed one of the defenders to be able to drop in. So very fortunate on that end, but really upsetting for Lou City, right? I mean, it's just upsetting the, well, the performance that is being put out there, not being able to string together passes, not being able to really put anything together defensively. It's just all hopeful defending. It's it's somewhat working, surprisingly, <laughs> 
because they're keeping them locked out, but they're they're not stopping them. They're allowing Indy to create opportunities, and it's only a matter of time until one of those is going to go in the back of the net. Chance for Indy, in, Indy Asante in to Guenzotti, a bicycle kick from Guenzotti. He's claiming a handball, no handball called. Louisville finally gets the ball out of the box. Ownby played it backward to Gonzalez. Gonzalez couldn't find the ball, a sliding challenge from Quinn. Still loose in the area, big collision between Jerome and Ownby, and, and a foul called. And Indy very frustrated. they got to be careful right now. Mark Lowry, the coach, also frustrated, bouncing up and down on the sideline. It was a huge collision between Jerome and Ownby. Ownby sent flying to, to the side, and the foul was called. And it'll be a fifth, third free kick here to Louisville City. About 10 yards shy of midfield on their inside left, and Louisville's going to go to the bench once again, and they need some kind of change right now to this momentum. Gonzalez is going to give way to Dylan Mares. The former Indy 11 player, a former player of IU and a native of Zionsville, Indiana, comes in to play against his home state club and really arguably his hometown club. He is going to replace Jorge Gonzalez. So Marazon, Gonzalez off that substitution in the 77th minute with Louisville in front, one to nothing, and clinging to that lead desperately is brought to you by Fortnite. Well, and I think Danny Cruz has to find some sort of spark, some sort of peace to try to see if he can figure out something to get the offense going to get something going forward and maybe Maris can kind of be the connecting piece between the back line and the midfield to kind of be a player to hold up the ball there in the middle keep possession for them going forward because right now there's nothing it's the defense wins it they try to play forward it's just coming right back down their throats and it's almost seems like Casey is Louisville have a throw here on the near side of the left in their defensive half Seems like Louisville just needs to start kicking the ball away. They're trying to build out of the back, which is their MO and is their style. And every time they win the ball, they'll try and you know play it around, play a backwards pass. But it's playing right into the hands of Indy. They've been the more energetic team. They've been the team out there working harder. They've been the team out there running more, especially in the Louisville defensive half. And to be honest with you, right now with 12 minutes to go plus stoppage time, Louisville just needs to defend for their life and just kick the ball, in my opinion. Just get it out of, out of trouble whenever they can. It's that tough balance because you're like, you don't want to lose your identity, but that's almost when you need to bring on a player. Like Elijah Winder is the perfect example, the player that just kind of runs and have them play up top, have them stay up for and be like, okay, we're going to release him and allow him to run because what we're doing right now isn't working. We have to relieve some of this pressure. We have to see if we can get the ball out of the back because right now it's it's down our throats we can't breathe we're exhausted because it's 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 a it's a lot of work foul went against louisville city and indy had a free kick they tried to work a little routine ball into the box and it was caught by zimla and louisville just trying to get the ball out of their end right now they've got it along their back line now to Zimla in a six-yard box on the ground up the middle to Gibson, dangerously under pressure, but he gets the ball away to Tosh on the right side. Now on the far right side is Jimenez. Turns, plays it on the ground. Here's Serrano in the attacking half. Serrano dribbling forward. Serrano tripped up from behind. Is it a foul? It is. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. And finally, for the first time in what feels like an age, Louisville City able to pass the ball on the ground, get out of trouble, get into the attacking half, and they win a fifth-third free kick. And I, I'm a little surprised that they decide to take it quickly. I know that's the way that they like to play, but I think that's one where you set the ball down, you get the players forward, and you, you, you take a deep breath. After that, they did play it quickly, Casey, and Louisville had a shot out of that situation. It fell to Brian Ombi, but his shot was not very close on target. It was from outside of the box with his right foot falling backward a bit, and it was well wide of Indy's goal, and it's out for a goal-kicked Indy. Ten and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time, and Indy 11 is going to go to the bench. 
and they're going to bring on a very dangerous player. It is Juan Tejada, who scored the winning goal last year against Louisville in Indianapolis in that 2-1 to victory for Indy 11. He's going to place, replace Sebastian Guinzati for Indy, and they're also going to bring on Harrison Robledo, a Colombian at 21 years of age from Queens, New York. He represents uh, Colombia internationally, despite being born in Queens. He's going to replace Cam Lindley. So Robledo and Tejada on with Lindley and uh, Guenzati off for Indy 11. Both of those substitutions brought to you by Fortna. Ten minutes to go. Lou City in front one to nothing. And Lou City now really has to see if they can either get this go-ahead goal as Indy 11 is pushing more and more bodies forward, or maybe Danny Cruz has to make a decision here. Does he solidify the back line a little bit more and bring on another defender, make it a five-back, and see if he can allow his team just to solidify the back line, allow another body back there, and just kind of keep taking on this pressure? In the second half... Indy 11 with 58% possession. They have dominated the second half. Seven shots to one in the second half in favor of Indy. But still, Louisville remains in front. They've got the ball right now in the attack. It's in the middle of the field. Here is Dylan Maris dribbling towards the top, or across the top of the box, rather. Wide left to Brian Ombi. Backwards down the near sideline to Dia. A second goal right now might be enough to secure a victory for Louisville the way this game has gone. Gibson center circle forward to race around on the inside right. Dribbling towards the attacking end. Wide right now, Jimenez. Back to uh, Serrano, rather, inside right. Middle of the field, Tellefson. Wide right to Jimenez once again. Louisville finally with a moment to breathe with some possession. Back line, Tosh. Under pressure, he just has to clip it long down the inside right, and no one making a run forward, and he gives the ball back to Indy. I understand that legs are tired. You had a game, but you also are playing a game right now, and it's a really important game, and right now your backs are against the wall. You do have the lead, but you're holding on by a thread. Indy 11 has been down your throats this entire second half, and so you have to see if you can do whatever you can to keep the ball and hold on to the ball. And so by just kicking it long when no one's there – Maybe try to see if you can connect a few more short passes. You had a few short options there. See if you can keep the ball. Indy gave the ball back to Louisville, but Louisville couldn't connect on their passes. It's out for an Indy throw on the far side to the left. Eight minutes to go, plus stoppage time. Indy with all the momentum, but will it amount to nothing? They've had plenty of opportunities. Zimla has come up with a couple of really good saves for Louisville, and the lead remains one to nothing in favor of Lou City on the road at Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis. Indy playing along their back right now. Louisville coming up with pressure. Quinn gets it back to Yertle, the goalkeeper. He sends it long into the middle of the field. Here's Tejada coming forward, and Indy breaks through the Louisville press. Tejada into the attacking half. Actually, that's Robledo. Wide left now to Molina, the other substitute that came on. Molina wide left, looking to maybe get a cross in. He dribbles against... Oscar Jimenez, here's the cross towards the back post. It'll fall to Blake, wide right outside of the area. Blake backward to Jerome. Jerome wide right back to Blake. Blake touches the ball forward, defended by Dia. Ball on the ground, middle of the field, Quinn. Blake back to Quinn, dropping backward here. Lucidi's numbers behind the ball right now. It is Diz Pay, now Vasquez to the left of the center circle. Plays a long diagonal, near sideline. Blake brings it down with his right foot. Shows it to Maris. Maris tried to clear it. Blake kept it in play. It's now Jerome. Cross in from Jerome toward the penalty spot. Knocked away by Jimenez. It'll fall to Gibson, and here comes Louisville. Harris, middle of the field, dribbling with the ball at his feet into the center circle. Three players around him in blue, and Tejada took the ball away. Here's Robledo for, for Indy 11. Wide left to Tejada. 
A little ragged right now for Louisville City. Late on in this game, Molina just to the left of the box on the inline. Cuts it backward, dribbles backward, gives it up wide left now. I believe that's Robledo. His cross towards Tejada blocked. Louisville takes over. Harris, though, can't do anything with the ball. It's one back by Andy 11. Asante giving chase. Asante goes down inside the penalty area. No foul called. Now outside of the box, Asante kept the ball. He goes down a second time. This time the foul's called, and it'll be a very dangerous free kick position for Louisville City, or for Indy 11, I should say, on their inside left, just about 20 yards from goal. And I believe we've got another booking here to Indy 11 for arguing with the referee. Looks like it went to maybe Douglas Martinez. So a world of beer yellow card to an Indy player after they drew a foul. They're arguing surely that this was a penalty. They believe as Scarlett brought down Asante, and then Asante went down a second time after Tellefson hung out a leg. Asante looked like he was going down pretty easy there. And he wins the foul on the second time. I don't think the penalty. I, th- I think the penalty call was probably a good no call there. But he gets the free kick. I completely agree, and I think the referee saw it. Asante was already going down. Scarlet. There was a little bit of contact, but nothing enough to draw a penalty there. And then on the the actual foul, Tellefson does clip Asante's feet, and so it is a foul. It, it's funny though because the way that Asante went down was not the way that the foul was hit. So Asante already going down to draw. The foul. Regardless, it was a foul, but the penalty was not a penalty. No question about it. So, very good refereeing. Five minutes to go. A dangerous free kick for Indy 11. Two players standing over it. Aiden Quinn's left foot. He takes it and it's into the wall. High into the air, deflected by the Louisville wall. It stays in play. Now it bounces on the turf behind. It'll be a corner kick here to Indy 11. Five minutes to go. Can Louisville survive? This onslaught in the second half from Indy 11 to come out with a win on the road in this rivalry. It's going to be Quinn to come over to take this corner kick from the far side to the left. It'll be an outswinger off his left foot when he takes it. A gritty, gritty defensive battle right now for Lucidine. They're going to have to continue to battle because it's not going to get any easier as this game goes on. Here comes the corner into the six-yard box. The second ball chested down toward goal by Vasquez, and it's wide left. Uh, from Zimla's perspective, wide right from Vasquez's perspective for Indy. Just a little bit of a helter-skelter situation in the box. The first ball to the near post was... Not quite cleared away by Louisville, flicked on, and Vasquez, he hit it with his chest, it looked like, and he couldn't get it on target, and it's a goal kick to Louisville City, and Louisville is going to go to the bench with a brief pause in play for this goal kick. They're going to bring on Martin Powells, the <clears throat> the Dutch forward who signed just a few weeks back. He's going to come on for his second appearance of the season since joining Louisville City. He's going to replace Wilson Harris and also Carlos Mogal Jr. is going to replace Brian Ownby for Louisville City. So a switch at the top of the formation and also in the midfield. Those two substitutions with Powells and Mogel coming on for Louisville brought to you by Fortna in the 87th minute. Three and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time. Louisville in front one to nothing. Very smart decisions there for Danny Cruz because Powell's is going to be able to hold the ball up up top, which you haven't been able to do. It's going to give you that target forward, which you haven't had so far. And then Mogel Jr., you're going to see probably Tellefson swing out where Brian Ombi was, and Mogel's going to slide into the middle, a little bit more of a defensive-minded player as well to play alongside Tyler Gibson, which is going to help solidify that back line and be another cushion in front of the back line. Just brings some fresh legs in as well, which, Absolutely. which Louisville desperately needs. Again, Powell's, if you do not remember, six foot seven. He's the largest player ever by by height to play in a game for Louisville City in their nine year history now. It's Indy eleven with the ball. Quinn a ball into the box. No one making that run. Headed away by Dia. A second clearance just outside of the box by I believe Dylan Maris, and it'll go out of play past the near sideline. A throw to Indy near midfield. Louisville just 
just hanging on for dear life right now. They would love to get out of here with this score intact. And honestly, maybe even just love to get out of here with a point if Indy does score. The way the second half has gone, Louisville would be fortunate to get out of here with anything right now. But right now, they're still in the lead. Indy 11 coming forward with Vasquez. Inside left is Tejada in the attacking half. Plays it wide right now. Here is Asante just outside of the box. Across into the area, headed away by Scarlet of Louisville. It'll come to Ray Serrano just to the top of the D. Plays it forward to Powell's. Powell's knocked down from behind, and it's a foul against Indy 11. Diz Pay called for the foul as Powell's drew it. It'll be a fifth, third free kick here to Louisville City, middle of the field, about 20 yards from midfield. And you can bet Louisville City will take their time to put this back in play with the way this game is going. Diz Pay has been very, very physical today. I'm surprised he is played a clean match and has not been gotten on the yellow so far in this match. Very physical center back and has really made his presence known out there. Powell's does well to come back and draw that contact, though, and to get this free kick because it does allow his team a breath of fresh air. It does allow his team to be able to push out of the back, relieve some of that pressure, and see if they can begin to keep possession on their half of the field. A minute and a half to go, plus stoppage time in this game. Louisville in front one to nothing. A frustrated Mark Lowry looking on from the Indy 11 bench. The fifth third free kick sent long from Tosh into the Louisville attacking penalty area, the Indy defensive penalty area, but a foul call there against Powell's, I believe. It's a quick taken free kick by Indy. They got to get forward here. Indy looking just to tie it now. They felt like, I would think, for the last 20 or 30 minutes that they've been the better team, really the entire second half, but they've yet to be able to score. And right now they're looking at a loss in the face despite being the better team in the second half. They're trying to find a late, late tying goal. They've got it with Vasquez still in their defensive half, working it out of the back. It's Diz Pay now, middle of the field, plays it in the air to Asante in the attacking half. He's knocked down by Scarlett. No foul called. Scarlett pops it high into the air into the center circle. Mogel just heads it forward, and now I do believe a foul was called in the attacking half, or actually they're just going to stop play because Samuel Asante is claiming that he was injured in the head. So it's going to be a pause in play without a foul called. For the head injury, the athletic trainer on here for Indy 11 to look at Samuel Lasante, who's down on the ground holding the back of his head. And this will be a, a good respite here for Louisville City to catch their breath and try and find some kind of determination to finish this game out and hang on to this one to nothing lead. It would be a survival second half if Louisville City were able to do that. Yeah, and I mean, there's not many games where you look at the possession and Louisville City is down 10% overall in the possession. Doesn't happen often. Does not happen very often, and that's the way this game has gone. That just goes to show how much Indy 11 has controlled this match. Still Asante down on the ground, pouring water on his head, and... Obviously, somebody said something that frustrated him because he quickly popped up with his head and is arguing to a couple of Louisville City players, namely Sean Tosh, who's arguing his case to the referee here that Asante uh, has to get off the field. Uh, with a head injury, that's the case. And Asante very fired up. Emotions have been high in this game since early on in the first half. I think he's saying, how is that not a foul? How is that not a foul? And he's very frustrated, and he does have to come off the field. The only way I think he wouldn't have to is if there's a yellow card, then you don't have to come off the field if you get treatment. But because he got treatment and there was one no foul and it was not a yellow card, he has to come off the field. And I think he's trying to say, it was a head injury. It was a head injury, but no, it, it doesn't. That's not the rule. Yeah, the referee never called a foul. He's still arguing that he should have been called for a foul. Asante has thrown a water bottle into the bench. He tried to come back onto the field, finally told to go off the field. And we all, while all of that was happening, we've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this game, one of which is already gone because Samuel Asante was arguing his case so vociferously for Indy 11. 
Ball back in play now. Asante back on the field. A foul went against Louisville while Asante was waiting to rejoin the game. It's a free kick to Indy in their defensive half deep, and now they're trying to bring the ball forward. They've got it with one of the substitutes, Robledo. He gets across midfield, plays it to the near sideline to Asante, who's A-OK. Dribbles the ball nicely past a couple of players for Louisville. Back to Robledo inside right. They're in the Louisville half. Blake with a bad touch. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the left. Jack Blake just couldn't control it. And it's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the left in the defensive half. And this may just be able to kill off another minute of time here as Amadou Dia walking at a very slow place to, uh, pace to come over and pick up the ball. Very unlike Blake there. And I think he's going to be very frustrated with himself because he has done so well on that sideline to be able to build the ball going forward to create a lot on that right side. Diaz sent the ball from the throw into the attacking half, and Martin Powells called for a foul there for Louisville City, and he's booked. So a world of beer yellow card to Martin Powells of Louisville uh, for what looked like a common foul there, Casey, but it's it, it's a booking nonetheless. I'm wondering if they're saying that it might have been like an elbow to the face, mm, but then you've been. also got to think about six, how seven. tall he is <laughs> in comparison to the other players. So his elbow just might be at their face. It's, you'd have to think it was that kind of call, though, because it looked like just a regular old foul. But it's a world of beer yellow card to Pals. Indy trying to tie the game late just over a minute ago, and Molina couldn't keep it in play on the far sideline this time. And it's a throw to Louisville on the far side, the right. Right now, Indy's touch is just failing them at the last moment in the critical moments here. But Louisville City certainly not with any momentum. Every time the ball comes back in play, an Indy player wins it. Here's the throw from the far sideline from Jimenez for Louisville toward Pals, trying to hold it up. Couldn't control it. Chasing the ball is Pals, but it's back to Indy with Jerome in the center circle. Jerome, though, gives it away. Serrano intercepts it. Outside of his foot pass to Pals. He's going to take it to the corner, you'd think. Pals dribbling towards the penalty area. Pals goes down under a challenge from an Indy player, and it's a foul and a free kick to Louisville City just outside of the box on the right side with 30 seconds to go. And maybe, maybe, maybe Louisville can just kill off the game here. Why does Pay is fouling in that situation is beyond me because there is no need to foul Powell's in that situation. Just keep him going outside, force him either to the sideline, don't allow him to have a shot or anything, but really good from Powell's to hold on to the ball, to feel the contact, and then to go down. You imagine Lucid is just going to sit there and hold on to the ball in this one. I don't know if it'll end right at four minutes. We might see an additional minute because of when the stoppage time started because of the I'm with you, because ending the, the there, because, exactly. Yeah. But regardless, it's in the right half, and I think Lucidy has the ability to keep the ball in this half for a minute. Will they, though? I don't know, but they do have that ability to hold on to it here, and they need to do that. They're trying to right now. The fifth third free kick was taken to the corner. They want to throw. Louisville City did. They put the ball back in play. Indy won it, tried to come forward, and now Louisville has the ball back. We're 30 seconds past the minimum of four. Jimenez clips it towards the corner. Powell's giving chase, his pay first to it, and Indy has the ball, and they've got to throw everything forward here, Indy. This is the last opportunity for them. Asante with the ball. He tried to play it wide left. Was it deflected? It was not, and it's a throw to Louisville. Deep in the attacking half for Louisville, the Indy half. And Louisville in no hurry at all to take this throw, as you can imagine and can understand. Finally, Jack Blake trying to urge his opponents forward to take the throw. He gives it up to Dia. Dia throws it down into the near corner now. And it's touched out of play there by Martin Powells. He was pushed in the back. And that is it. That's it. It's over. The referee has blown his whistle. And Louisville City has somehow survived this game to come out with a one to nothing victory over Indy 11, despite being thoroughly outplayed in the second half. They were vastly second best, but they have survived. 
and they win it one to nothing over Indy. Let's step aside and take a timeout. Louisville bounces back, maybe not in the way they wanted to, but they're able to get the job done professionally and win it over Indy 11 in the rivalry game, one to nothing. Our final score. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. I'm Lieutenant Matt Keller. And I am Officer Amber Ross with Louisville Metro Police Department. When working traffic in Jefferson County, responding to crashes involving deaths or injuries is the toughest part of our job. When you drive, there's so much out of your control. But what you do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds. That's all the time it takes to buckle up. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets. It's about saving lives. Please always buckle up. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Hey, you think we need any more seltzers? We could probably use some more. Hey, Eddie, get some more seltzers, too. Before you head out for that summer fling, stop by Cox's Spirit Shop to pick up all your party supplies. We've got all your favorite cooler beverages from cold craft beers, hard seltzers, and lots of pre-mixed party cocktails. When you can only make one stop, you know where to go. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Del Piccolo. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome into the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. The Gorski Law Office full-time final score was Louisville City 1, Indy 11, nothing. And with that Louisville City win, you can now head to any participate. well not now, but tomorrow you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location and redeem your free small frosty. Be sure to show the club's social media post about that small frosty for redemption because Louisville City won to get a free small frosty at any Louisville area participating Wendy's location. And of course, that score was a Mortensen Family Dental Clean Sheets. Tonight's game resulted in the Mortensen Family Dental Clean Sheet. A clean game calls for a healthy, clean smile. The clean sheet for Oliver Zimla in goal for Louisville City. Tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Poll, as voted on by you, the Louisville City fans, gave the award to Wilson Harris. So he is tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award winner. Casey Whitfield, I'm Jeff Milby. And Casey, Louisville won tonight. Louisville City won tonight. And I don't really know how, because the second half, they were vastly second best, but they were able to cling to that one-goal lead, which came courtesy of a goal in the first half by Wilson Harris on a corner kick. 
and somehow, some way, some way, come away with a one to nothing victory on the road over Indy on, in this rivalry game. Just uh, one that defies description a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they found a way to win, I think is just the way to put it. Because in the first half, they created chances, they had opportunities, but even then, I'll have to say they played better, they played well. But it was all kind of in the middle of the field. There wasn't a whole lot of really dangerous, super threatening, attacking opportunities where I felt like they should have had three, four goals. There wasn't a whole lot of dangerous scoring opportunities in this match. So they got the goal. They got the job done. And then in the second half, what a nightmare. <laughs> I mean... It was a nightmare, except they didn't concede. They didn't concede. They didn't so concede. They, they took care of business. They got the job done. They defended for their lives. They held on by a, by a thread. I don't know how they were able to hold on because Indy 11 was knocking at the door. There was a few very fortunate. They took too many touches. They hit it wide here and there. I mean, very fortunate plays for Lou City. They and, figured and, out a way to win. And Zimla came up with a couple of good saves Zimla well. was very good, very aggressive off of his line. You could tell he was commanding that back line, commanding his box, which is what you want from your goalkeeper. So very good. But just something that's very frustrating is they weren't able to convert offensively whatsoever. They'd turn them over, and they were not able to get to their shape. They were very slow in transition. They weren't able to quickly go from defense to offense, and that's what killed them in the second half, just – Frustrating, and I'm wondering if it's a combination of tired legs or what's going on. Regardless, they have some time to to take some time off to regroup to watch the film. And I know Danny Cruz is not gonna he's gonna be happy with the win, I'm sure, because they got the three points. But I don't think he's gonna be happy with the performance overall. Yeah, particularly in the second half. Yes, uh, for sure. Let's go through the the statistics here quickly. Ten shots for Indy. They ultimately outshoot Louisville ten to seven. Four on target for Indy, just two on target for Louisville. In terms of possession, it was fifty-six percent possession for Indy eleven. The advantage over Louisville. And to hammer home the point, the second half all Indy. Nine shots in the second half for Indy. They only had one in the first half. They come up with nine in the second half. Only two for Louisville in the second half. Three of those nine shots for Indy was on target. Louisville's two. Neither were on target. Fifty-nine percent possession advantage for Indy in the second half. And in terms of corner kicks, it was 4-1 to one in the second half in favor of Indy 11. The performance in so many ways favored Indy, but Louisville, opposite of Wednesday night, found a way to get the win after having the early advantage. And ultimately, that's all that matters. They got three points in the standings, and they get the victory to end that little drought against Tulsa. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll look ahead for Louisville City. What's to come? Hartford. Next weekend, we'll talk about that when we return on this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. 
Hi, Kentuckiana. Scott Davenport of Bellarmine Basketball here. I want to share with you my experience with the amazing team at Fitness Market. When Bellarmine needed an upgrade to one of our team training rooms, I knew Fitness Market was where I needed to go. When I visited their showroom, I was absolutely blown away at the huge selection of fitness equipment that they had in stock. Everything we possibly could need or you could possibly want in your workout room. What was even better was the personal service I received. As you know, I'm big on family and team, and that is why I love shopping there. It is truly a family first business and they made me feel part of the fitness market family and team. As soon as I walk through the door, the Whiters and their employees go out of their way to make customers happy and they will do the same for you. Whether you need equipment for a large commercial space like we did at Bellarmine or you just need something small for your home workout facility, go see the great team over at Fitness Market. I promise you, you will be as amazed as I was. They are all about team and customer service service. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now in store or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Postgame Show. It's a victorious one for Louisville City tonight. They went on the road to Carroll Stadium in Indianapolis and came away with a one to nothing victory. Wilson Harris was the goal scorer in the first half of this game from a corner kick, his third goal of the season, and Louisville was able to survive a second half that was completely against them and keep that lead intact until the 90-minute mark and come out with a one to nothing victory. It puts them on 20 points in the standings. Currently, that is even with the Tampa Bay Rowdies, both of those teams two points behind Charleston in the Eastern Conference and overall seven points behind Sacramento for the league lead overall. But Louisville City does have one game in hand on all three of those teams, Tampa Bay, Charleston, and Sacramento that currently sit in front of them or even with them on points. Next opportunity for Louisville City to play will be next Saturday night, June 3rd at Hartford Athletic up in Connecticut, a team that is struggling as they have for most most of their history, coached by Tab Ramos, a former U.S. men's national team assistant coach. Hartford down at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Currently they have two victories as compared to seven losses and just two ties. They have a minus nine goal differential, only eight points in the standings. They've lost four out of their last five games. But Casey Whitfield, it's an opportunity for Louisville City to go on the road once again to continue this road trip. It's a turf surface up in Hartford as well, so that's never easy. But what do you want to see change for Louisville City? What needs to get better for Louisville City so that they're not out there just trying to survive these games like they did in the second half tonight? Attack. Just straight up, one word, their their attack. And what I mean by that is the energy that they need going forward, just the speed of play in which they have. We saw that today, how they were second-guessing themselves. They were too slow in their transition going forward. There has to be some more urgency in their attack. There has to be more creativity. And right now it's just very... I don't want to say stale, but there's not a whole lot of movement going forward there. There's not a whole lot of chances being created. And then when we get in front of goal, we haven't been able to really produce and put goals in the back of the net. And when we come to games like this, where 
we don't play extremely well and it comes down to being extremely close, if we're able to put two, three away and we have little lapses, it's not going to be it doesn't biting threaten our the, nails. The victory, yeah. you know, it's like not, we were tonight. Exactly. Yeah. And so we have to get stronger in our attack because right now we don't have a player being like, oh, they're going to score a goal. We can turn to them. That's our goal scorer. And we've got so many players that are capable of that. And so I think this week a really big focus needs to be placed on urgency going forward and creativity in our offense. So, again, that is next Saturday uh, on June 3rd. If I'm not mistaken, that's a Saturday night kickoff. We will have our coverage here for you on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Uh, It'll be George Davis hanging out with me for that game on Saturday night. And don't forget Soccer City coming up on Thursday evening, 6 o'clock, for that show here on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 1057. Benton Newman joins me for that every single week. And by the way, that game next weekend, 7 o'clock kickoff against Hartford. So 6.45 is when our coverage will begin on these same stations. Again, Louisville City survives a second half that was completely against them, and they win it one to nothing on the road at Indy 11. They take the first leg in this rivalry against Indy 11 by a final score of one to nothing. That'll do it for us tonight. For Casey Whitfield, for Spencer Brown, our producer, I'm Jeff Milby. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you on Thursday night for Soccer City at 6 o'clock on these same stations. Until then, so long. I'm Detective Brian Gillis with the Louisville Metro Police Department. And I'm Detective Watkins of the Louisville Metro Police Traffic Unit. Responding to crashes involving deaths or injuries is the toughest part of our job. When you drive, there's so much out of your control. What you do have control over is wearing a seatbelt. Less than two seconds. That's all the time it takes to buckle up. Why do we enforce seatbelt laws? It's not about writing tickets. It's about saving lives. Please always buckle up. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1-50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 